welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay. I'm Hagrid. I'm Pete. And this is going to be an episode about trilogies. Um, before we do an episode about trilogies, instead of just doing a spoiler review for the latest films that came out, but we will be talking about those films. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, into the Sp- Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, the second one's Across the I think it's the Spider-Verse trilogy. I just call it Spider-Verse yeah. 2, the yeah. Spider-Verse name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're gonna, so we're going to be talking about that, and we are going to be talking just about trilogies in general, because I think it's becoming more and more relevant as time goes on. And we just thought it would be a good little topic. There is just the three of us. Bibby is in Turkey. Um, or is, is he back from Turkey now? Is he literally back today or I, something? I don't know, but this is an episode on trilogies and there's no room for a fourth. So. There we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to go into what we think about trilogies and we are going to talk spoilers for Guardians 3 and Spider-Verse, so they are your warnings. Um, do not forget to go to www.talknerdy.uk. Do not forget to email us at talknerdyuk.gmail.com. Uh, don't like I said, go on the website, go on the socials, show your support. It's free to do so. We don't have merch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, do, get merch? we don't have merch. We don't have a Patreon. All we're asking this is, is the weirdest plug. It's just, <laughs> it's just free support. Just free support. The listens are there. We just could do with a bit more push on the socials. That's all. Um, but that's it. That's all I've got to say. I just want to get into this now. Um, trilogies. The trilogy verse. Trilogies. Yes. Right. I think the best way to start this off, to break the trilogy ice, is we'll start by going through what, just say what your favourite trilogy is, and maybe at the end, that might have changed from us speaking to each other. Okay, so what's your fa- your favourite trilogy? I reckon you should okay. go first. Because they're, are they going to be the same? I, I, I don't know, to be honest. I think they might be the same. My, my favourite trilogy is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Shocker. Shocking, isn't it? I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. I think it's either the Lord of the Rings trilogy, mm. or... If it counts as a trilogy, the first three Indiana Jones films. Yeah, no. So that's 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 what we were talking about just before we started, wasn't it? Can yeah. that be a trilogy anymore? Yeah. Well, we'll so get, I don't know. We'll get into that. So for me, it will probably be. I wonder what it's going to fucking be. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is the only fucking surprise. <laughs> well, it, Back to the Future. No, it's no. just a, it's it, 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 there's not the. the I nearly did bring, honestly, I did nearly teeter on saying Guardians. Because, but the only thing that holds me back is because it hasn't had enough time for it to soak mm. in. But yeah. it's there's, there's, so good. There's, there's like, the, the Guardians appear import, really importantly in other films as well. And so it, you need to kind of watch five films. To understand that trilogy. Yeah, it's what it's the only thing that takes it away from it being a perfect trilogy for me. Like and it and it is on paper a perfect trilogy. They are yeah. three amazing films that link back to one another, they reference one another, and I enjoyed all three of them. And they even yeah. got better as I went through. So they, yeah. it is a perfect trilogy. But a crucial plot point in Gamora dying doesn't take place within those three films. Mm. It takes place halfway through another kind of duo of films yeah. in Infinity War and Endgame. So it's... Yeah, Peter, Rocket and Nebula all have like arcs in those two films that if you don't watch those two films, you miss out loads. And like you said, you well, miss Nebula's could, could you not argue Gamora that... Gamora dying. Yeah, Gamora dying, sorry. But then you, you miss Nebula's entire character development from bad guy into good guy. Yeah, because a lot of that happens... Because you not argue that 
Similar things happen in Star Wars, but without but in the first trilogy, there's just massive gaps in years in the films of what it's meant to be set, and stuff does happen to the characters. Like Luke between Empire and Return, he goes from being kind of okay with the Force to being essentially a Jedi Master, more or less, and that's completely off screen. That's okay, but the the problem is that 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 this other information is on screen. Now imagine if a crucial plot development occurred in the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> like imagine if, if Han was put in Carbonite. I can't imagine anything happening remotely <laughs> in plot. But in it, a... It's shite, but imagine if it's Han being put in Carbonite hmm. was in the Star Wars Holiday Special. And it meant that, yeah, you had this perfect trilogy, but a massive plot point happens in a whole other thing. That you have to go and watch, and if you skip it, there's massive details that are missing. The first 45 minutes of, of, Je- of Jedi isn't going to make sense. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, and in fact, some people have said they did a very good job of summarizing everything that you yeah, could have missed. Yeah, did. But you could easily miss that scene if you've seen it in the cinema. Dialogue isn't always as clear and things like that. So, it's yeah, that's a joke in the lift, isn't it? Yeah, so that, the lift through everything. Yeah, it just goes through it all again. So, yeah, no, I get that. Although all three films are amazing. Yeah. You just, uh, yeah. You, you just have to watch other films for it to make sense. Well, it's, it's like any of the trilogies in yeah. in um, the MCU. None of them really make sense on their own. I thought it was what was really Maybe good about... Iron Man. Oh, no, because you've no, got to watch Avengers for Iron Man 3, yeah. I think you've got, uh, you've got to watch no, Avengers for Iron Man 2. Is it Iron Man 2? No, uh, no, 2 came out before... Avengers. I thought he got one and two are pretty three, much a perfect link. You three is the yeah, no three, no two. He's an three alcoholic. Three is he's in the no, therapy. That's three. That's three, three is he's an alcoholic and he's got PTSD from dying in space. Two is Whiplash. No three, no three. He has PTSD. Yeah, he's not an alcoholic. from Avengers. Yeah, no, you're right. He is not. He just becomes an but alcoholic it, in two. Uh oh, yeah, because that's um referencing the demon in the bottles. So yeah, yeah, I just realised that. He's yeah, not an alcoholic, PT- but it shows him kind of going off the rails, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah but afterwards, because it was still kind of like, not fully MCU, Disney, la 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 la. Yeah. After that film, they made a ban that Tony's not allowed to be seen with a drink in his hand. Because he's sober. Yeah, because he's sober. And in... in but in but I've, I've read this, but in Avengers, he clearly makes himself a brandy. Oh, yeah, he you does. Know, he's yeah, talked to Loki. Like he clearly yeah. makes himself like a brandy or a whiskey or something. And he even has a sip of it, so I don't know really. Maybe it was because he's sneaking on the wrist yeah, at the time, isn't it? Is anything to do with that? I just think I'll drink. Yeah, fair enough. No, the, right, if, let's talk about Guardians in a bit more detail yes. for there anyway. Yeah. They, right, they, just, it is good. I know what you're saying, that is the, down, the only downer is because you have to go into these other ventures to see the full story. But, in but other than that, it, it's those like... Those other ventures are the two highest rated Marvel films of all time. <laughs> yeah, they're not bad films, are they? Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not a slog to go there. And it's also, them. it's not like they went, oh, I hope someone saw them. Everyone went to yeah, see exactly. them. Yeah, exactly. The... They're like the fourth and fifth highest grossing films of all time. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So, yeah. But it was... I, I didn't think I would cry at a Guardians film. Uh, that was a thing that. Well, I say that I did used to. I used to actually get a little bit teary eyed in Guardians One with, when the mum dies. I think that entire opening yeah, scene very yeah. is very sad. Yeah. But it is mad how it's gone from like the first film is like here's the Guardians. The second film is like look how they flourish. Look at them just now. Now you've got yeah. to know them. Let's see them just behaving. The third film was this complete. Downer of a crescendo. Yeah. Crescendo. They're settling into the behaviors of who they are in the third one. The second one, they're kind of like 
playing around with the personalities that they're going to become. Yeah, and the third one who they could be. And the third one, they're almost like the sick of each other and they're having just issues. Yeah. And, it, and it, but the way the film sets up, like I honestly thought, because that's what everyone told me. Where everyone was like, "Someone's going to die." Someone's going to die. I thought loads. I thought loads were going to die. Yeah. And what was really nice is. No one died. No, I no actually really died. enjoyed that, and it, it was done in a way which wasn't cheesy. Like, oh, they should have killed him. Yeah, yeah, because Drax had said that he wouldn't be coming back. So I thought, mm. well, Dave Bautista said that he wouldn't be coming back. So I thought, you know, he'll get he'll get some sort of sacrifice. It looks like Rocket from the the trailers, like he might die as well. But yeah, no, you're right. None of them did, and it was it was nice and it was refreshing actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I really they didn't thought, feel the need to kill a character. I really thought Quill was going to die. I thought it was going to be Quill because there's the shot yeah. in the trailer of um, Nebula Secret Wars, doesn't it? Carrying Quill's body. Yeah, 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 that's just him drunk at the very beginning. That's drunk at the start. Yeah. Have you like, seen? Have you seen the TikToks about that? So well, that, it was dead. It's, like, it's, it's just like um, a it's a big prosthetic one. Yeah, but like it's showing like uh, Chris. What's his last name? You'd hate him, Chris. Oh, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Chris Pratt. Um, the Pratt. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's like when he's like having his mate. He's been having his makeup done, and it's in the same room as him. They've left him alone, and he's just like TikToking, going, "I do not like this. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like being left alone with this at all." And like James Gunn said something like in an interview while Chris was there, and said something. Oh, you know, it's he said something like, "I had to sl- he slept with it or something." It's, or it's yeah, big yeah. enough to sleep, and he and then you see Chris go. <laughs> like, you know, but you fucked it. <laughs> like, no, I slept. It was next to me, and I slept next to it. <laughs> but yeah, no, you did. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Quill was going to die from that scene. There were parts throughout the film where I thought characters were going to die as well. Yeah, so he was Drax very good at setting that up. Gets shot in the back by Nathan yeah. Fillion, and I yeah, thought yeah. he was done as then. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Quill gets lost in space, and his face is doing all that weird yeah. shit. He's breaking up. I thought he was done as then. I thought Rocket was done as at several points throughout the entire thing. So there were genuinely times where I was fearful. There was no plot armour for a single character. No, other other than I'd, even though I said that I thought before the film that I thought that Rocket was going to die, watching the film, if Rocket died, it would have made the whole point of the film pointless. Because the the whole point of the film is that they're trying to save him. So if they'd save him and then he dies anyway... Um, I think that would have made the film completely. That's why I got really anxious so as about. We were going through, I thought it was, was like, going to so Rocket become a revenge gonna... film. I thought it was going to become vengeance, and it was like Rocket. Mm. I thought if, if Rocket died, I thought it was going to be during the first act. So after the like first act, straight away. Yeah. yeah. So the second I saw him in heaven, I was kind of or oh, whatever that realm yeah. is. Yeah. I was kind of like, I think he's safe because I've seen this before in Harry Potter. And I've seen <laughs> yeah. This before, so it, it, you know, it's not. But during the first act, I really thought Rocket could have been done as, and the whole film mm. was going to be them avenging him. Really, I, but... I thought if he, I thought he was going to die when he decided he was going to go back for the animals, mm. and then it, yeah, and that's then, fair. And then this, and then when they mentioned, and then uh, what was the villain called again? Um, High evolutionary. High evolutionary. When he's alone with him doing all that, I was like. He's gonna kill him. Yeah. I think he is mm-hmm. gonna kill him, and then they're gonna walk in just as he like snaps his neck or something, yeah, and yeah. that's 
I, yeah. I was going, I was like, I was getting so anxious but annoyed. It's like you can't kill a rocket. You just spent the whole film saving it. You don't. And then as soon as he went gravity boots, I was like, call back to literally <laughs> the first line. I completely forgot. It was so satisfying. Yeah, it was so I satisfying. I thought as well that Nebula might die. You know, yeah. when she goes to pilot the ship and she plugs herself yeah, into the yeah. ship. Mm. I thought that might have been her sacrifice because that yeah. that would have sort of filled like, that would have completed her arc. Yeah, sort of. Like, yeah. like where she's sort of gone from that being very thing. revenge, very singularly, and would have um, very singular just wants revenge against her sister too saving all of these people by sacrificing herself. I thought that would have completed Iraq, but she managed to do it anyway. That. That's why it was more realistic that everyone was going to die, because the arcs were completing. Yeah. yeah. That was, you've just nailed it, the, the arcs were completing, so he just thought there is no reason to keep the character alive. Yeah. You can kill them off now. For emotional weight. Yeah. yeah. The, but yeah. it didn't, it was good. But it was, it, was, it was so much better that they all lived, because yeah. I left feeling, okay, and this, this might be a, a, it might be too soon, but it could be a very good link onto Spider-Verse, mm. I left the cinema feeling very, very differently after Guardians than I did after Spider-Verse. Mm. Okay. Despite the fact that more horrifying things happened <laughs> in Guardians 3, I left with such a feeling of optimism. Right, like, okay, yeah. I have faith in the MCU, and it's like, I'm, oh, it was so good, and I have faith in the DC universe now because J- James Gunn's taken over. Yeah, right. But I left the Spider-Verse going... Oh my god, half of me has been ripped apart. Like, I feel <laughs> awful. Like, I just, I want more. But, like, do you know what I mean? Even though there were brilliant films, it was a perfect way to finish a trilogy. Whether mm, it yes. counts as a perfect trilogy or not, it was a perfect ending to a trilogy. The cynic, it, uh, this isn't what I believe, but a, a cynical person might believe that they didn't kill anyone off because they want to bring people back for, they yeah. want to do another Guardians film with Rocket and his new in his new gang mm. and then at that point it sort of hits the Indiana Jones thing that we talked about does it is it still a trilogy at this point yeah. or does it or, or does it would it still fulfil a trilogy because it's like Star Wars rules where there's As a trilogy another trilogy a trilogy I don't necessarily believe that other than keeping Star Wars alive for Secret Wars and it said at the end didn't he that Star-Lord Star-Lord will return yeah what was it? There was something you said amongst all that when you were saying about how it made you feel. There's something you said that really that oh fuck I hate that I hate that refined things. Oh, um, it was um. I'll come back to it. It'll probably it'll get alerted in me. I was. I was <laughs> we'll get alerted. It will get alerted in me at some point. Um, I, I I it was just the the music as well. The music was so again. It opens with creep. And it's so the acoustic version, uh, of yeah, the well. most down version ever. And then the way it ends with them all partying with all like dark with Florence and the machine. Dark machine. That's like, have you seen the footage of Florence uh, yeah, watching yeah, that? Yeah, she's, she's crying her eyes uh, out because she just thought it was like the perfect yeah, way yeah. to end the, the film. Because she obviously knew her song was going to be in the film. She didn't know Word what how point. it was going to be used or, or or anything like that. So yeah. I, I might be misremembering, but throughout the course of that film, does the music transition from Peter's choice to Rocket's choice? So, obviously, Peter's controlling the music in Guardians 1 and Guardians 2. Does Rocket control the music in Guardians 3? I think that transition happens towards the end of Guardians 2, because there's the scene with Yondu and Rocket and Groot where they're trying to escape off the Ravager ship. And Rocket says, do you have any of Quill's old tapes around here? Because they are pretty good. 
and I think from then on most of them have been Rocket's right, choice. But Rocket so. was obviously in a kind of like comatose state during this, so he wasn't physically do he wasn't doing any tracks of no, anything. But he controlled creep, I guess. He, he had yeah, creep he on, but like when you've got him going through space, days, he, he can't. That on. He, yeah, but you saw um, he had Quill had his was someone with the headphones on putting on Is like. Oh my god, I've seen them live. Why can't I remember the name of the fucking band? Um, 90, 90s, it was all 90s. Your um, memory is particularly old today. Really <laughs> it's the heat, it's, it's, it's fucking heat, it's killing me. I hate it. Um, no, but there was, yeah, no, Quill was definitely in charge. Everyone was a bit in charge of music, weren't they? Because doesn't Gamora put one on by accident when she's sitting in the ship? And doesn't. Um, maybe, but I think as well as a grander point, the music itself in the first couple of films is reflecting Quill's emotions and yeah. Quill's emotional state. And the music now is a um, a window to how Rocket is feeling instead of how Quill is feeling, if mm. that makes sense. That's a much more eloquent way of the point. Of yeah. The point <laughs> of what I was saying, yeah. So we're, we're getting creep and that tells us exactly how Rocket is feeling. And, the fact that, and he's singing along to certain lines as well. You hear him mm. singing... Mm. Uh, so that's telling us exactly how he's feeling in that point of time. And then at the end, he's listening to Florence and the Machine, Dog Days Are Over, about how it, things are going to get better. Yeah. And there is a, a progress about that. So m- music has been used in the same way that it has in the first two films, but for a different character. But the Dog, dog Days Are Over. Rocket over as like the yeah. captain and the leader. As the, as the new Star-Lord, if you like, mm. as the new leader of the Guardians of the mm. Galaxy. And the Dog Days Aren't Over because you got Cosmo. Ah, uh, what a good dog! <laughs> I love Cosmo so much. I I'm so I I went from being hesitant about Cosmo because was that I don't know what it was. I've never been. A, I've always funny about animals being characters in films. I don't know how better to explain that. He says loving Guardians of the Galaxy with Rocket. Yeah, <laughs> this is Rocket was. He's not so something... much. A, a, he's not so much a raccoon though, is he? Oh, he's if, if very much. Sense. Now he said, calls himself Rocket Raccoon. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's been like. I think a good example is I can't stand that in DC, Superman has a dog that's also Super Dog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't yeah, like yeah. crypto. Crypto. I did. Well, yeah. I didn't like crypto, but then I watched Titans, and I did like crypto. <laughs> so it's really. I have come of. I have come of age when I first when Guardians came out. I was very funny about animals portraying characters. Now I'm all in. I Cos- love it. Cosmo works really well because all her dialogue is like telepathic out the speaker. If they had to make animate her mouth, that be yeah. That would have looked really really weird. Yeah. That wouldn't have been right, and I think that would have made everyone like also, turn their nose up at. Did you read bit. about why um, James Gunn gender swapped Cosmo as well? Oh yeah, I know exactly because why. Because the oh, original well. dog that they're based off was a female dog. Oh, okay. So the fact that Cosmo was the yeah. boy in the comic, the actual no Russian dog that was sent up was a female dog. Yeah, like so it. to make Cosmo a man in the comic book or a male dog in the comic books just didn't really make any sense. Oh, yeah, everyone was so. like, "Oh, he's just gender swapping for for wokeness." He's like, so no, it makes no, no, sense. No, no. Also, it is, it is a tribute to that dog. Yeah, who is who got forgotten about completely, not just by the Russians but also by the fucking comic book community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, but I was totally on board with Cosmo, and I, you know what? I got a bit worried as the film went on that Cosmo, uh, oh, me, and the other fella, um, weren't being, full, yeah, yeah, weren't being fully utilised. 
at all. Oh yeah, and I they were the comic relief. But it cut back in just enough, and then it made sense why they were kept there, and then they did enough, and then they realized, you know what? No, you know what? They, they, it was just the balance was right. There was something eerily too well balanced about this film, yeah. and yeah. everything worked. That I, I, I walked out going, where was the flaw? What what didn't I like? Everyone's arc, even Krillin's, his, even his arc yeah. gets completed because he's going throughout the whole film not being able to use Yondu's. Yeah, um, no, and then at the end, yeah. he realise he, he can do, and he get he, he gets fulfilled as well. No, Use your heart, um, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Very satisfying to see him again. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. it was just it was just a bloody bloody good film. Great film Should we talk it? very quickly Absolutely about Adam Warlock? Oh yeah, can, because and uh, he has one of the greatest character intros of all time. Yeah, fucking yeah. heart. So I've 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 seen on the internet a lot of like people don't like this rendition of Adam Warlock because he's so different to how he is in the comics. In the, I don't care. I no, think he's amazing. He's in and they explained it as well because they said he's come he out of his pod yeah. early. He's, he's, so yeah, he's stuck a as a teenager. Child, um, But yeah, in the comic books, he's very much like a superhero. Uh, sorry, a Superman sort of figure. And it's quite regal yeah. how he speaks and everything. Yeah, it's kind of like... Um, he feels like he's above everybody. He feels like he's above everybody, but he is almost pretty much a god. He is above everybody. Like, there's nothing he, he can't it. do. And but if you introduced Adam Warlock like he is in the comic books, it would be very much like that scene in What If when Thanos walks through the portal and Ultron just fucking whaps him in half. <laughs> like it, that, there would be no contest yeah. if Adam Warlock was yeah. full yeah, power. Yeah. Because that would have died at the exactly. Start. Like it would have destroyed yeah. him. So it makes sense to make him a teenager. Yeah. It also worked with the comedic vibe of Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Mm. So he relates that guy. The entire it's it's <laughs> when he's like it's really not making me feel very well actually. I really don't enjoy how that's making me feel. But it's it's when Will Poulter was cast, I went, that's a stupid fucking casting. And the second he opened his mouth, I went, this is perfect casting. I'm so sorry I ever doubted you, James Gunn. <laughs> It was yeah. brilliant. I, I had no horse in that race because I've I've not read anything with um a thing yet. Why am I blanking on his name? Adam Warlock. I'm just gonna speak mm-hmm. Adam Warlock. Other than the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, where he is OP, yeah. a god. Yeah. But yeah. you just sort of meet him after he's can't think, do you meet him after he's he's been, he's been he's vanished for a while in the video game, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He's but just he's sort of gone from the universe. That's the only it's... version of Adam Warlock that I know. So I've I've got no. That's a more that comic book rendition. Uh, so I, I really like. I think he was awesome. I don't think comic book Adam Warlock would have fit in that film. No. Like you could have written a different film and you probably could have fit him in, yeah. but he wouldn't have fit in that film. And that's the story that James Gunn wanted to tell. And he took a character that everybody wanted, and it wouldn't make sense to not have been included by this point, mm. and made it work. So. Uh, no, is I it a perfect trilogy? No, I, 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 Can it be a perfect trilogy when the holiday special exists? <laughs> Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> no, I. Uh, yeah, I don't really. I, I know what you're saying. I know what you mean. There is. It's. It, it's a perfect. It's a perfect. Right. Okay. I mean, word this. It's a perfect comic book trilogy, and the reason I'm going to call it the comic book trilogy is, as I said to, I think it was Bibby. When he's made the point of, but you've got to go outside mm. to watch other films, or someone did. I went, yeah, but let, if you were reading comic books in proper comic book form, you can read like six issues, great. Twelve issues, great. You get to issue 13, 
and something actually may have happened in issue seven of another comic, yeah. which is a plot point, which adds to this. That's comics. That's unfortunately how the worlds work. And you might pick up issue 13 and go, ah, and have to read the little blurb to understand that. That's what this film was. Without those... You, yeah, if you don't see the Infinity Saga, then you, you you have to rely on the narrative that James Gunn has put in there, which is his version of a little blurb. Yeah, it is. That's, yeah. that's it. That's So for me, it's a perfect comic book trilogy. I understand why it can't be a perfect trilogy because a normie person would not be able to wrap their head yeah, around that. No. that I, I get, yeah, I get that point. Okay. That's a good yeah. point. I also like, before, because it sounds like we're moving on, I also like that Quill and Gamora didn't end up getting together. I like yeah. that. It would have been really easy for him and Gamora to end up getting back together. Um, and, and they didn't, because she's a different person. Oh! I like that a lot. I remembered now. Hey! I remember that my brain just alerted me. Um, <laughs> you said it would. Yeah. So, when we, we were talking about the depths, and the, the way you said it as well, I think James Gunn did a really good job in this, of taking things and going... He guided the audience to make you think something would happen or towards a common trope. Yeah, misdirection. A misdirection and then took you away. But there was little things like the bit where um, Nebula, she gets her contact, her con broken by High Evolutionary. Um, so then when she's plugged into the drive, Rock goes, I'm going to fa- make sure the place is clear. And he go, she goes, oh, I can't. I've got no con. And he goes, take mine. Now, you didn't have to have that scene in, but when as soon as he did that, I went, he's not got a com. Yeah. He's not got a com, so now he's alone. Wherever he goes, he's alone. He can't radio in. For, and I thought, he's he's setting up that Rocket's alone, Rocket's going to die. Yeah. And there's loads of little things like that where James Gunn was going, oh, you think you know films? Well, <laughs> here's some breadcrumbs. Here's some breadcrumbs. Ah-ha! No, there's nothing there. <laughs> that is literally, like, James Gunn's been doing that this entire trilogy. There are... So many things that you go, well, this is what would happen. And you're only thinking that because that's how you know films. But in real life, different things happen. Mm. Like Quill not taking his mum's hand as she dies in the first one is incredibly sad, incredibly brutal. And is probably what would happen because you would be terrified in that moment. Not the whole sweet take her hand and that because then you don't have Peter Quill. Yeah. So, But moments like that uh, emerge in this film as well. Like, the brutal moment where you think Gamora is nice the entire film and then you realise she's been tolerating him when she yeah. smacks him into the wall and mm. she says, uh, what is so wrong with you that you have to find something to like about yourself in me? Mm. Well, it, yeah, it's yeah. brutal. And I remember gasping in the cinema, like, oh, my God. She's, like, <laughs> like sick of him yeah. constantly going, we, we were great, you know. Yeah, and in fairness, from her perspective, that is right. It's, yeah. it's just a creepy guy who is, like, you owe me a relationship. They <laughs> weren't great. Yeah. Because, like, he was never with her. Yeah. Like, they were never. Um, and I quite liked as well that there was never a moment that I thought we were going to get. I thought... Gamora was going to get back onto the Ravenger ship and we were going to get a shot of her like seeing the Guardians flying away and she was going to look really sad and she was like, that's the life I really want. Mm. But you see that she's dead happy with the Ravengers yeah, and yeah. they're like, welcome home. Yeah. And it's like, do you know what? No, she's, this is a completely yeah. different Gamora. She's got a different happy place and this is it and I'm glad she's found it. That's her family. Yeah. The other Gamora had the Guardians as yeah. their family. But yeah, hers. My happy place is the F-bomb. In the film, oh yeah. the fucking door! <laughs> I love that. That, that I knew that that was, oh, was I, <laughs> as soon as it, so I heard it. I almost like Pete's laughter filled. The <laughs> <laughs> it was 
That was, it's so much a I've perfect point. In. What do I do now? Now you open the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen people going nuts about that. Like trying to gatekeep the word fuck from or a like film. It, or like it was forced and I didn't think it was forced. No, I didn't either. I also, I, it was um, sort of thrown off because I'd read an article that said Guardians has the first F-bomb. And then the song opened with, uh, sorry, the film opened with Creep. Oh, yeah. Which has a, the word fuck in it. So I was like, oh, right, okay, that must have been what the article was about. So I let my guard down. <laughs> so, it, like, I was almost more surprised than if I hadn't known that there was going to be an F-bomb in it. Because I thought <laughs> it had already been covered. So when it hit me, oh, my God, I died laughing. <laughs> but also in that scene, there's a really good um, not call forward, I guess, where um, Quinn, uh, sorry, Quill hands... Um, Grouped mm. a load of guns and yeah. it's like you know what to do and I was like oh, I wonder what that's about and I forgot about it until the scene in the high evolutionaries where he just opens up all the guns out of his chest okay. but I didn't make that jump until I rewatched Guardians mm. and I saw him handing the guns and I was like oh, that's what that was for <laughs> and it blew my mind <laughs> oh no, yeah we haven't talked talk about one more thing before we move on but we haven't actually even talked about High Evolutionary, really, which was brutal. Fantastic. Brutal villain. villain. The casting was great. He was, um, what's his name from Peacemaker? Yeah, he yeah. was. There's quite a few. Do, things do things. your Peacemaker dance, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> uh, James Gunn snuck his wife in again, didn't he? Yeah, but. Was his wife? She was um, in the, you know, the place that was made out of, like, flesh. Yeah. Yeah, she was one of the guards in there. Oh, was she? Yeah, yeah, but she had a tiny bit part. But Jesus Christ, if everyone's like going to James Gunn sneaking his wife. One, she's a good actress. Yeah. Actor, oh, I don't, I don't have a problem with her. Being and in two, it. if we're gonna if we're gonna point this well. point this pitched for pitchfork at someone, Rob Zombie exists. <laughs> that is true. Right, he is terrible for putting his wife in stuff. So. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Well, <laughs> when he had a wife. Hi Um Yeah, no. High Evolutionary was just. It was just. Brutal, yeah. and what a way to do! Like, what the the real villain of this is essentially animal cruelty, which yeah, we can all like, get behind yeah, and be like, yeah, what a what a terrible villain, what a horrible piece of shit. How fucking weird was that planet, though? The flesh planet. Yeah, no, not the, the flesh planet. The, what, the counter Earth with all oh. the animals on it. <laughs> what do they eat? Are they all vegetarian? Because some of the animals weren't vegetarian animals. Why don't they eat their neighbor? And why did they land? A short car ride away from the massive pyramid. <laughs> you sound an awful lot like the high evolutionary right now. Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a perfect society. No, because they didn't... Burn it! Start again! They're not eating their neighbour. He should be eating his No, they neighbor. did because they didn't know what was in the pyramid. They just landed. They landed and then they have to get pointed to the pyramid to go, have you seen this guy? And she points at that and he goes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how big is Earth? Yeah, well... And they just happened to land. No, yeah. they got the... I feel like they got the coordinates. They had the basic coordinates. Then they why got, did they land 20 miles away? It was the basic coordinates. It was something like that. The ballpark. Like, yeah, a, like, like a postcode. <laughs> I love the bit where it's like, where do you reckon we could find him? And in her random animal language, she's like, probably at the massive fucking pyramid. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't match any of the other architecture. <laughs> I'll need to... I need to rewatch. I did. I was more buried in people going... Why did Quill not use his mask so he could survive in space? When James Gunn came out when he didn't have his mask. And everyone's going, oh, convenient, he didn't have his mask on him for this crucial plot point of him being saved. And he's like, he was drunk and his friend got kidnapped. Yeah. 
uh, his friend died and he needed to go and so he went he, he just forgot yeah. he'd left he went I'll even I've even written in the script which drawer he'd left it in yeah. <laughs> he's like he was drunk and forgot that's it there's nothing else to it yeah. he's a piece of sh- at the beginning of the film Quill is a piece of shit yeah and he's really unorganised yeah he's putting his um, warning on everyone else isn't he yeah whereas by the end of it he's even cocky enough to go I need to get that mp3 player yeah and i know i can get it by doing all my cool slick moves yeah. and that's so that was almost like playing a game watching him do that it's like x y yeah. oh, <laughs> i also like the um it's just a little parallel between the first and the second between quill going back to get his tape and rocket going back to save all the animals because obviously there's the scene yeah. where it's like you guys go on i need to go and get this and drax is like you're a true hero for doing that and then he finds out it was for something stupid like the tape and he's like no you're an idiot yeah <laughs> but by his by Drax's own descriptions of that moment Rocket became a true hero yeah yeah yeah. by the way if you can't hear any clattering outside uh, Hagrid has paid some people to paint his house red I've absolutely not in, <laughs> on, in honour of his favourite football team the landlord didn't let me know my house was being painted. My next door neighbour let me know that our house was being painted. <laughs> and they painted it bright fucking red. <laughs> and my football team is a blue one. So I'm very angry right now. <laughs> it works, mate. suits you. Yeah, um, it's the only bright red fucking house on the street. Yeah, yeah it's next door now as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's two right next to each other. We've got like a double-decker bus. Um, I think we've... Well, we'll tell you what, we've gone from that. Let's go into, because you said something about it before, Spider-Verse. The reason that we think this is appropriate maybe to talk about this trilogy thing, because along with another film that's coming out, there's a lot of, as time's going on now, films are going from just being singular to maybe haven't had a sequel on time to getting the the, the third one, getting the trilogy. this one was obviously going to be a three three films. What's interesting is how good this was. Now I know you said you left mm. the film feeling very different, but if the third one slaps hard enough, this could be another bloody good trilogy and yeah. in our lifetime. I had when I left this film AIDS. Fuck <laughs> now. <laughs> Bad taste. <laughs> I don't know how it tastes. <laughs> Taste of semen. Um so I had, when I left this film, not AIDS, the <laughs> opposite of Phantom Menace Syndrome. Okay. So Phantom Menace Syndrome... Bibi, you can you tell no. us what the opposite of Phantom Menace Syndrome is and please email us? <laughs> <laughs> he can easily... <laughs> Ghost symptoms. <laughs> Living... <laughs> Friend. Living. Um, <laughs> so um, Phantom Menace Syndrome, if you don't know, is... Uh, the feeling that a lot of people had when they first saw Phantom Menace, that it was a very good film, and then over the course of a couple of weeks afterwards realised it actually wasn't a great mm. film, but they had hyped it up in their head to be so big because it was Star Wars yeah. that they were struggling to believe that it was a bad film. That, ho- that happened with the Hobbit trilogy as well. Yeah, and I had that with um, the first two of the new Star Wars trilogy as well. I thought I liked them at first, and then... I still like Force Awakens, but as time went on, I realised that I didn't like them as much as I was wanting to like them. Mm. And then the third one I knew off the bat was a shit heap. So <laughs> I was fine with that one. But with this film, I had the opposite. When I came out, and obviously I came out the cinema with you guys, yeah. you'll know that I wasn't 
overly keen on it. Yeah, yeah I remember you were a bit testy. But I've, I've kind of realised that it's because I'm so used to things being wrapped up in a bow mm. for me in, me, in my, the media that I watch. Mm. Like, the last episode of Ted Lasso, for example, if anybody's watched that, everything was just tied up, there were nice references, everything was great. But this ends on a cliffhanger, really. There's a lot of yeah. threads that are left unknotted, that are still left open. So I felt very empty inside, mm. which I think made me think it was a bad film, which it isn't a bad film. It's an amazing film. And I was even saying at the time it was an amazing film. I just had things that I didn't like about it. I've realised the things that I didn't like about it were all things that I know are going to get tied up in the next film, so I don't need to worry about them. And I realised that I probably felt exactly how people felt when they left the cinema after Empire Strikes Back. Right, yeah. yeah probably, yeah. Okay. Because that is another cliffhanger. And now, we can all look back and agree that Empire Strikes Back is the best of the three original Star Wars films, but at yeah. the time, it was probably gutting. Yeah. So oh, it got, like, wait, three more years for this. It got yeah. slated, actually, didn't it? Yeah, Did exactly. Feel, it got slated for it. Did it? Mm. So, but whereas now, we can look back and go... A film just because it ends with your characters in trouble doesn't mean it's a bad ending. And yeah. I've realised that really, but that should be how a second act of a trilogy. Yeah, it should be how a second act of a, of anything ends. Yeah. And with the, you need the, the the crescendo. I felt. I'm going to use that word right though. That the. So stories are always told in three parts, right? Even Mm. before the invention of the trilogy, plays are written in three acts. And you have things that, if there's a formula, things that happen in the first act, things that happen in the second act, things that happen in the third act. The end of this film felt very much like the end of a second act of a a film. Yeah, yeah. So I was settling in for the third act to begin, and it's said to be continued. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> For one. My only worry is, I feel like all the things that need to be tied up that we've seen from this film mm. won't take two and a half hours, however long the next film is, to tie up. So there needs to be something else that's going to happen. Yeah, sure. That I agree be because, with you on that. Because as much as... A, a, the Empire Strikes Back gets resolved in the first 40 minutes of uh, Jedi, doesn't it? Yeah. So uh, things will probably get resolved. And um, Spider-Man um, 2099, he's still he's still being a bad end. Yeah. Uh, Miles is a prowler. See, I don't, I don't see know, that, that taking long to resolve. I, because it already showed that he's getting his powers ready for the chains that he's tied up in. Mm. You saw him touching his chains up. So yeah. he's going to break out of them in the first 20 minutes of the next film. And it the shouldn't s- take all of the spider people long to find him. No. And I don't think it will take long for Prowler Miles to come come around, to be honest. Because uh, I don't think he's... I think he's only the Prowler because of his uncle. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, those those Miles have, like, swapped roles, haven't they? Because yeah. the spider left. So that's... So there's no Spider-Man, Prowler there's Miles. No Spider-Man role model yeah. in his Pra-, pra- world. Prowler Miles should be Spider-Man Miles, and Spider-Man Miles should be... Miles. Did I show That's you how the it should be. thing about in the first film 
when Miles Morales first meets Spider-Man, mm. in the background it's the Prowler colours, and as he goes, yeah. you're and like me, they sense. turn into the spider colours, so yeah. that's like the defining moment where he stopped being the Prowler and became oh, Spider-Man. It stopped out on that and path. path yeah. Like, I really like that, and it's it's brilliant. I'm yeah. just... I'm waiting for a twist about Spider-Man does, 2099. Does, I don't think he is Spider-Man 2099. Well, he was injecting himself with something, wasn't he? I didn't see that, was he? He he shows him once at the very beginning when he's like, I feel like when he's monologuing to himself or when he's talking to them whilst they're first in Gwen's world and he's he's feeding back information to them or after the mission, sorry, after the mission, he pulls down his shirt and he injects himself with something. He tries to vampire bite. Because he's part bite, Spider-Man. And he yeah. tries to vampire bite that vulture. vulture. And then that's never... Yeah, really brought up, and there's, so there's something again. going on with him. I don't think he is a vampire in the comic books. Twenty ninety nine. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Well, twenty ninety nine Spider Man. I forgot what his name is. It's Miguel. Miguel. Miguel O'Hara. Uh, Miguel O'Hara. Thank you. Uh, he um, injects himself with something that turns him part vampire. Because I, I at the I've looked this up since. Because at first, I thought that it was going to be a really shitty reveal and he was going to turn out to be Morbius. Um, and I was like... Welcome to the Morbiverse. And I was like, I'm sure he was a vampire. And I googled it and he was like, no, no, in 2099, Spider-Man is a vampire. But that being said, I've never read any of those runs. Um, I've only read when... He's not a bad guy, Spider-Man. He's a good guy. Um, he's so, like... Because I, I, I can't see that that Spider Man twenty nine ninety nine sort of like changing to become a good guy at any point because he's no. so like that Miles is an aberration. He's so like down that path. And we've already had the seeds been laid um, by like the look on Spider Woman's face that she realizes that they're the villains. You know, yeah, like when Gwen says we're meant to be the heroes, thing. like you see her face drop. So that's already a separation between him and the rest of his people. Yeah, the, uh, the the his sort of motivation or justification, sorry, seems a little bit woolly. I think we spoke about this afterwards that he goes into another Miguel O'Hara's universe where Miguel O'Hara died and lived with his family, and then that made the universe that universe sort of crumble. Yeah, an incursion. But um, and then the the reason the reason why we know that's not a lie is because he turns around to Peter Parker and goes, he says something to confirm. He says and as he if Peter Parker yeah. knows, and it's like, well, how? When did when did How they need what Peter Parker doing in that universe? Yeah, there's some when there's someone answer questions. I I don't think he caused that incursion because I the the saying like that look you can see we're gonna try and keep this universe together because you've stopped this. But this is clearly the 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 whole what was he what was his The bagel. No, the the, the spot. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bagel. It's, yeah. It's the, so that's clearly one of giant spots from the spots, and they're trying to control it. But Miguel's like, no, that's the beginning of an incursion, and they go, oh, and it's course. like, I don't think it is. I think that's a big, that's a spot. I think your incursion, the way you're showing it, is completely different. So why did yours incur? And I don't think it was to do with him. No, and it's going to be something else, and it's going to be a bit mental. Well, and could there could like... be a third villain. You say, sorry, third. Villain. There could be another person that that was caused by. And that's what the film is about. Well, like you said, it could, it could, or if it could be Spot, because if Spot can travel multiversally, he can also travel in time within those well, universes. So he could go into the past. The problem with all of this, universe as Spot, as faithful, it. as faithful as Spider Verse is to the comics, 
with it, all his characters. It, it deviates is mis- a lot. It deviates well. a lot, but it does. It pays homage to in the right ways and does what it can. Yeah. Yeah. It ha- is missing one crucial character, which is involved in any storyline like this in the comics. Madame Web. Madame Web in the comics is someone who can. She's blind. A blind old woman. Who she can see through the Spider Verse. She's almost like I'm trying to think of another character in another. Like the Oracle in the Matrix. Yes, she's a bit yeah. like that. She sees through it all. She doesn't try to change it. She just tries to understand it and and with help a, guide people and observe. She's well. a bit of a watcher. Yeah, she's she's almost the watcher of it. She is not in this at all. She's not been mentioned. And they are talking about stuff she should be in. They're making a film, aren't they? They're they're and they're making a film involving Madame Web, a live action one. But it sounds awful. It's it's. See, it's, I think she's talking very similar vein to. Peach dropped his phone. If you're wondering what that noise was, um, she's in a very similar vein to me as Lady Death. Hmm. Like she's just that little bit too comic booky for films yet. But she's gonna make her own live action one, mate. I know, but we've we've agreed it probably. But do you know what? The, do you know the concept for the film? I read it. The other day. It's fantastic. Because it's already a film. <laughs> right. So, Madame Webb isn't Madame Webb. She's young Madame Webb. So, she's not an old lady. So, I don't know why. She's sexy she's, Madame Webb. She's young Madame Webb. So, I don't know why. Lady Webb. So, she, but a bad guy, a Can't villain. A film about an eight-year-old woman. <laughs> a bad guy, a villain, is going to kill Peter Parker's mum before Peter's even born. born a concept. She... Is getting a team of spider people together to stop this from happening. Now, isn't this borderline just Terminator 2? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just Terminator yeah. 2? Going back in time. But we're doing Terminator mother. 1. Well, it's all the Terminator films. Yeah, but ter- ter- Terminator John 1 Connor is, is born by Terminator 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they're still going, they're still looking for. Terminator 2, they're still sending in someone back to kill, oh, kill young John, kill John Connor. John Connor. Yeah. 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 Terminator, Terminator 1 is taking out yeah, Sarah, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. But either way, it's both Terminator films, well, yeah. specifically mm. Terminator. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, like, but it's like, why, why, why is she young in it? I don't understand. It's Does because it... you you can't have the main character of a film to be an old woman. It's just, that's just, that's Hollywood, whether it's right or wrong. That's why she's young. I, I literally, and even if they did, when she's old, she's going to be played by someone like Salma Hayek. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> Marissa Tomei again. Yeah, Marissa like, Tomei. Yeah, a dead old woman. <laughs> Oh. How incredible would it be if Madame Webb was played by Aunt May from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? Oh, another trilogy that we I'd should have that. talk about. Well, we're going to get on to we'll it. The, the point is, the point is, this has the potential. I'm still, I'm feeling about this film and its trilogyness. How I felt when I walked out of Guardians Two. I said for years because it's been fucking years to Gaz. <laughs> When Guardians 3 come out, they won't allow it to be shit. It will not. It just can't be shit. Yeah. They have to round it off and it will be a perfect trilogy. Was it perfect trilogy? No, perfect comic book trilogy. But this is another one I felt, feel the same way, except now they've definitely got a plan. Yeah. And it's not like the director can fucking get done for his tweets or whatever, because it would have come out by now. Well, I, I feel I've like seen... you can tell there's a plan as well from what yeah. Hagrid said about the the um, the spider sense changing yeah. colour. Like, that just sort of... Yeah. Well, this was meant to be one also, film, wasn't it? it? It was originally meant to be a two-film series, Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse. 
but the second film was split into two to make it a trilogy. So it's Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, and then the next one is Beyond the Spider-Verse. Mm. Um, so I've seen a couple of people saying it's going to be a while before it comes out because um, Haley Steinfeld, is that her name? Mm. Is this Beyond um, the Spider-Verse? Yeah. It's next year? So, but, but she's not, allegedly, she's not recorded a single line of dialogue yet. Right. But my argument is if they originally had it as one film she's probably already recorded a lot of her dialogue yeah. that she needs to so they'll probably only need to get her in for tie up lines and things yeah. like that did you did you know that the you know the scene from when miles runs to when he gets then transported to i, I saw this transported to the 42 the level 42 that entire act of him running with all the spine of oh, the chip the big chase the big yeah, chase yeah took four years and it was like animate. ten thousand animators worked Jesus. on it yeah because like every frame is like There's completely so different on. in like like you can just, someone took on like on twitter for example they just put up the they put up four frames of miguel just climbing up yeah. and in those four frames the color changes completely and in two of them the animation is slightly different as well and he's just like this is four fucking frames and <laughs> He's barely moved. And it's a 20-minute scene. Yes. Yeah. It's just... Well, it's the longest animated film of all time. Is it? It's two hours, ten minutes. I... I hate... I hate when people say facts like that because my brain goes, no, it's not. What about... And then my brain just doesn't finish the sentence. It took over a film that I hadn't heard of, in fairness. Um, But I think it's a Japanese arts animated film. You say Spirit Away and we're not No, no. Studio Ghibli are my favourite series. I've got them all there. They're fucking, um, no, the, uh, fucking, you've thrown me off what I was going to say now. Space Jam. uh, It's the longest animated film of all time and it had more animators working on it than any other animated film. Mm. And the Lego segment was animated by a 14-year-old YouTuber. Yeah, 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 he he remade the trailer. Which, by the way, that was a good segment. It was a very That was good really. Segment. It wasn't even like they've gone. Oh, that'll do. That was that was very very good yeah. and worked. Thank and you. One of our best Spider Man. We've 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 licked its Boop. its ass for about five minutes now. Do, okay. we, do we have any problems with it? Because I have a couple. Yes. My. Did you say too many people of color? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No, the only reason... Wow. I, I bring this up because that's hilarious, but some person some person had the goal to make a TikTok. Have you seen this? No. Actually, I don't know if it's a TikTok, but they made a, tw- a, a review, um, which looked like a TikTok, of this white this white kid going, there's just too many, you know, there's just not enough white people in it. <laughs> and they're just going, what there's the hell? so many white like, people This Miguel guy just happens to not be white. Uh, old Spider-Punk. We were laughing about him because he was English. Took his mask off. Turns out he's not white. Yeah, because obviously we don't have black people here. Yeah, oh my god, I was watching this just going, dude, you're just burying yourself. What are you doing? Because it, like, it's not even like he makes remotely. I'm not saying there is a good point to make, but yeah. he doesn't even come close to making. But his main his main argument is just too many white people. Uh, too, too not enough too white, few people. white people. Too few. But he said he liked the first one. First one was boss. Oh, good. Because guess what? Adequate white people. Yes. <laughs> in terms of his ratio in his yeah, it, yeah. it meets the quote. I didn't even think of that. And then I saw a video and went, how do you pick up on that? And why does it irk you so much? <laughs> Imagine going to see a film where... You're going to hate Black Panther. The, the, the main character is 
someone of mixed race. Mm -hmm. They are both of African-American descent and is it Puerto Rican descent? Yeah. Um, Inspired by Donald Glover, Mm -hmm. one of the most celebrated black comedians and actors and artists of the current times. Yeah. And go, I hope there's loads of white people in this. (laughs) (laughs) It's just bizarre. Just the way when you said it, just just popped into my head. Strictly speaking, though, my 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 um, problem with it is that there are two specific white people in it who I don't think should be in it. Toby and Andrew. Toby and Andrew. Oh, you did not like the use of them? I didn't like that. And the only reason being was, I think it was specifically the Andrew Garfield one, where that's, this is when Miguel is explaining the Spider-Verse and and canon events, which is an awesome concept. Um, Canon events and, you know, this always has to happen. You have to lose an Uncle Ben to be a Spider-Man. You have to lose a captain. Um, uh, the captain I've never State, thought of that as well, but that is captain Stacy. Never thought of what. And then in that, he, that, um, that that would be a canon event. That that a captain, a prevalent captain, has to die. In. Well, Tom, we said this in the car on the way back, didn't we? That Tom McGuire doesn't have that, but then but maybe we, you we, don't we, have we to have every canon event. We know that there's a Gwen Stacy in yeah, so universe, so Captain yeah, Stacy could have died. Oh, he, he. But you know what? He, I was. We did say. Whereas he doesn't lose a captain, he, lo- he does lose his best mate as well. Yeah, he loses. He, does, he, um, he loses Harry instead. Harry, and he loses his mentor. Yeah, in uh, Doctor Octopus. Yeah, he loses. Actually, he loses a lot. He of loses people. an awful lot. Did you um, did you clock the Doctor Octopus reference? No, no. Um, uh, is it? I can't remember who says it, but somebody says, "I've got the power of the multiple." Oh, yeah. oh, Spock says hand. it. Got, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, my my issue with the Andrew Garfield thing is just in the background of the the kind of event thing, and it just lingers on him for too long. I agree. Like it's like the camera, it, he's in the background, and it's fine when he's in the background. So it's like, oh look, it's an Andrew Garfield cameo, and then it zooms in on his face while he's talking. And it zooms in his face like five or seven seconds, which is a long time to watch a face, um, and then <laughs> it just cuts away, and it, it and it just it seems really out of place. Took me out of it a little bit. It did me too. The Tobey Maguire one, a little bit, about five minutes later, still during the same exposition, didn't bother me quite so much. But again, it was still very much, because that was swirling in the background, it was still very much, do you remember these films that we made? These are things that we've got that we can use too, that we can put in the background. Marvel can't do this. I thought how much money Homecoming made, we could do that too. (laughs) I thought it was interesting how, when he starts talking about the multiverse, you see the the multiverse, the same one from Loki. Yeah. Yeah. That graphic before it went deeper into it and specifically into and the spider. But I thought that was interesting. And then he obviously then speaks about canon events, whereas if he'd zoomed out on the multiverse, they called it absolutes. Absolute. What, what it's, are they it's not absolute points in fixed time. Points, that, fixed points in time. Yeah. Absolute point in time is Doctor Who, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, they have canon events. I, I, which was also quite... I like that's such a comic book-y term. It's yeah, very, yeah, it's like in the canon. It's a canon. I really yeah. like that. But yeah, I, it hadn't occurred to me that Spider-Man always has to lose a, a captain. like a, Because they lose Uncle Ben or a, a parent mm-hmm. figure. Yeah. And then they lose a mentor, arguably, at some point. Yeah. So that threw me. But then it got me thinking, who is going to die in the next one? Miles' dad or Miles' mum? I would say neither, because in the comics, uh, neither have died. And they've, he's in the now comics, got, his mum dies? The point. No, he's got a younger sister. And his, his mum dies? No, you're, you're thinking of the ultimate comics. 
The, uh, Miles Morales, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So when, when he got moved into main continuity, uh, he's got both parents. But I mean, so we, we have record of his mum dying, and then in the Spider-Man game, his dad dies. Oh, right. So yeah, I... Yeah. Oh, died. yeah, he does. That's my... That's oh, my okay. So I'm wondering if the red herring is them showing us his dad dying and his dad's becoming a captain. I'm oh, wondering oh, oh. And the fact that they've been focusing I, so much on the mum yeah, I think that last I one. think that's beside the point. I don't, I don't think, like you said, and I don't know if this is the point you were going to make, I don't think any of them are going to die because the whole point of Miles' journey is that he's going to do his own thing. So if they still died anyway, if... Miles' dad still died. A police captain who he has a relationship with still dies. A canon event. Like, that That sort of goes against what Miles is trying to do. Unless it happens really early. Yeah. And then he, he's trying to sort of... sort of recover from yeah. that, maybe. I just think that's a bit... See, I think it's going to be... The whole thing's going to be trying to save his dad. And mm. that is sad. And I think he will save his dad. And he might prove that canon events are maybe... But it might cause up. the death of his mum. But I think his mum might just die inconsequentially and it's you she died but at least you were doing the right thing you didn't sit by and let it happen like you were going to with your dad and like we all have with uncle ben or whatever they're saying mm. but then it's the like, point of that but then the, the lesson from that is that whatever you do someone you love is going to die anyway if you're a spider-man whereas miles is being very out of the box he is the aberration yeah. but I, he's the one that if there's if the rules don't apply to one spider-man it's him yeah because he shouldn't exist that's true. So yeah. the canon events, he shouldn't be beholden to those canon events. So he, so if he saves his dad, but his mum still dies, that's still a parental figure that he's lost. It could be that he, um, should, he should. He's trying to prove yeah. that he's separate from those canon events. It could be that they're that they're trying to prove that we've we've misunderstood the canon events. Mm. So like maybe it's not a captain. It's somebody who has inspired you, yeah. if you if you get what i mean and it's like we think he stopped it from happening by his they saved his dad and yeah. then it's like no the canon is canon but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't still try yeah to say because you should try and save everyone and that's the point yeah. of spider-man the point is to try and save shit, you shit save. things are still going to happen yeah but you should but always you still make the effort to try yeah. and save everyone okay that's why spider-punk well Spider-Man, Spider-Punk, Spider-Man, so he's like, I quit. I wonder yeah. if he is older Miles. What, he just became British? <laughs> or maybe a different multiverse version of Miles, but he teaches he Miles how to use old. his power. That, yeah, that's a good point. He does teach Miles how to use his power. And Does he teach Miles to use it, or does he just tell him to... No, he's like, try your palms. And then there's the scene where he's stuck, and he comes up, and he's contact. like, use your palm. Yeah. And, then, and he manages to escape. And then I'm also wondering about this connection between Gwen and Hobie. Yeah. It's like she gets on really well with him. Why? Because he might be a Miles. Mm, that There is something there. Mm. I'm just interested in it. Yeah. Also, he wears red Converse. And obviously, Miles wears his red Jordans. I know that's a bit of a leap, but like their <laughs> costumes are very similar in like their layout. They and you have a similar. red house? <laughs> oh my god. But I mean, they dress... <laughs> Similar in their own different styles. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that could be said of every Spider-Man, though. They all wear a red, and red on their suit. I get, I get your point. There. Except for point there. this is something we need to talk about. Have you seen all the Gwen, the Spider Gwen stuff that's going around on the internet? What about what mean? that? Uh, she could be trans. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. No, it does. It genuinely does. She's got a flag in a room. She wears the colours. And uh, she has an entire monologue with her dad about how hard it is to live two separate lives and how keeping part of her life secret from her dad all this time has been terrible because she knew that he'd judge her, but she just mm. wanted to bring her two lives together and be this one person. But wasn't it, it, it's all based off the fact of the colours she chose to use. Yeah, but while she's having this conversation, the colours from the trans flag are changing all around in the background. I know, but it's not, I don't care but, about the colours in her costume. They are, but they're, 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 they're the, they're the colours of choice that the that, artist picked I, I, when he made when he he wrote the comic. If you pick up Spider Gwen, yeah, that's why I'm saying not the costume. Yeah, but I mean, no, that's the colours he the her world, her world, and those colours changing are exactly. If you were to read the comic, it looks like that. He put that all throughout it. Yeah, but are they are they out. the the light pink and the light blue? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not saying that she, she is. Oh, whatever. I'm because not saying if that you go if you go back to watch into the Spider Verse, when she goes right, let's start from the beginning. My name is Gwen Stacy, and if you if you look, that same artwork is be, is in in those as well. She that's the style of her world. All I'm saying is that that is a very on the nose allegory. It might be. Do you have I, those colours in the background That might well? be. That might be more... more the point. I, I'm it not saying that I think that Spider-Gwen is going to be a trans character, but, but I think the writers knew what they were doing. Yeah, I, I think, I that, think, that, I think they knew exactly what they were doing. I think that, 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 that monologue that she has can be true of... A lot. It can be true of a lot, and it's yeah. important that it's there. It can be, it can be true of um, gay characters it can be true of trans characters Are you telling your dad that you're actually a cop yeah or of being a Tory my dad doesn't li- even like football you know <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not surprised his son's a Chelsea fan <laughs> but uh, it, it, I, I specifically it said a blue team <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so people didn't go oh fuck that and turn it off immediately <laughs> oh this is like that time I had to censor that episode because of what I said <laughs> I'm going to have to put a beep there now <laughs> It's just five seconds of beat followed by me going, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I still do not regret that. Um, We are, how far into this are we? And from the... We're an hour. hour. An hour, right. Now is probably a good time to go get a cup of tea. If you listen to this or have a piss or something and then we'll talk about trilogies. Yeah, let's do that. Commercial break. Hey there guys, it's Jay, and I'm here to tell you in this little commercial break to go listen to our band, Dan Bibby and the Aesthetic Notes. So, if you like music like this, or maybe music like this, or maybe you want to check out our brand new single, You Don't Want to Know and I Don't Want to Talk About It. You should go on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you listen to music, and search for Dan Bibby and the Aesthetic Knobs. The link is in the description below. Please do it, because essentially it's the closest thing to a Patreon. You listen to our music, it streams, we get some monies. So, yeah, go listen to our band, enjoy our music, and if you want us to play your hometown, email talknerduk at gmail.com. Peace! And we're back, and... Just before we go into trilogies, we realised during our little break that Peter asked a question, did we have any bad points with Spider-Verse? Peter answered, uh, I hadn't answered and Hagrid hadn't. Um, I think Hagrid's going to say something that 
probably is kind of, yeah, I'll agree with you. Go on. My point was just, obviously, we've already spoken that it was originally going to be one film. These are the two films that uh, we've been talking about. Obviously, one being the one that's already come out, one being the one that's going to come out. Um, I feel like there were points in this film where they were filling time because they had half a film now. They, they probably originally had one. Would have worked really well as a four-hour supercut film. Mm. And then they went, this is just too long. We can't release a four-hour film. We're not Zack Snyder. So they said, all right, okay, we'll split it into two films. But I feel like then they've had to edit it and edit it, and they've probably ended up with a film that was slightly too short, so they've added extra bits in. So correct me if if you felt differently, but I felt Gwen's thing at the beginning, her intro, went on way too long. I I immediately disagree with that. I think the only thing that you could cut out is you could cut down that chase scene. So maybe Vulture. it took only three. No, no, the the big one that took four years to animate. You could maybe oh. take a little bit out of that, maybe a little bit. But within that, you do get lots of character moments that happen. I think the beginning with Gwen. I think that's very important for you to under to understand Gwen's character more. And then you have, is it twenty minutes? Twenty minutes? Twenty five yeah. minutes with Gwen, and then you spend. 25 minutes with Miles. See, that felt a little disjointed to me, that's all. Like, I, I know think what the, you mean. I think I the reason why that happens and it's so long is you're right. I think it was supposed to be one film, one four-hour film. And if you imagine in terms of the acts, how long they would need to be yeah. within that four-hour film. If you're building... the not if, if you're getting to know the characters within that film, yeah. that's the right amount of length yeah. for getting to know the characters. Because it's, it's almost like there's two main characters, or at least how it begins... That there's, there's Gwen and Miles. It's not just Miles anymore. Uh, so you need to spend that time with Gwen. Otherwise, when you watch those two films back to back, as as one sort of yeah. as, as one four hour film, the character getting to know the characters at the start will be too rushed. Yeah. So I don't I don't think you could cut any of that out, and it still be as good as it was. Like I said, only yeah. maybe the chase scene I, at the end. I potentially agree that you. Probably couldn't cut any of that out for payoff later on, mm-hmm. but it still felt long, and it still felt like it was. Oh right, okay, this yeah. is a Gwen film. I, oh no, yeah. wait, okay, now we're on Miles. All right, okay, and then from Miles, it felt like the film started. It felt like yeah, an epilogue. I, I see that. It felt oh a prologue. prologue sorry, yeah. it felt like a prologue, prologue. to the film. Yeah, I guess it almost. I guess. I guess it actually was. I'm not even jumping on that. I guess it was the prologue. Yeah, it was the prologue. Yeah. Which is, which sounds. It just watching it back yeah. now, knowing it's the prologue, it probably won't feel weird. But I, I was like, yeah. I didn't know this was a film about Gwen. This yeah, I felt. Like yeah, I know what you mean. Not there's a problem. I guess, I guess, we're, I guess we're kind of both right. It does have to be that long for payoff, but it is also long. Yeah. For. One film, and you have to wait a year. Yeah, for that payoff. It's like the fact that it's the longest animated film of all time is both an achievement and a slight detriment to it. Mm. And at that point, you, you could have just gone for the four hour. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Um, um, anyway, did you have any what, negatives, yeah, what your... Jay? No, I, I. You know, the only thing I think you've hit all the nails on the head. I just didn't understand people putting this is the best one. I still think the first one's better. I, I agree. The first, the first one is it better. wraps up nicely. 
this doesn't so it, it, until that third one comes it out it might be the best it one. might be but I just think it's mad the amount of people going oh this is the best Spider-Man film ever go, no it's not the last one was this is this is close but it, it doesn't have an ending I, so I don't think it would ever be better because if you bring back the Empire Strikes Back thing that we spoke about before that does as, as much as that ends on a cliffhanger the story within Empire Strikes Back is resolved yes. it's just also a cliffhanger whereas on this nothing's resolved everything's up in the air yes, but he's it. still on the run um, yeah. from, from uh, the Spider Society um, he's still in chains with Miles he's still, Fox is still about Spot's still knocking about going for his dad so You're right, there's no resolve. Noth- nothing's resolved in this. It is definitely... It's like Deathly Hallows Part 1 in Harry Potter. Nothing's resolved that, in actually. that. I said that, actually. Nothing's actually. resolved in and that. And again, another classic part, part of one. one story that's been split into. Yeah. Mm. Um, Maybe that's the evidence. The fact that there is no nothing resolved. Yeah. Whereas if it had... I've had something there. Like, if we were to go to a, a classic, like, oh, Back to the Future 2... <laughs> uh, there is resolve because well, there's resolution, but a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's stuck. He's stuck in 1985, but he now he knows where the dock is and he knows how to get there. Yeah, he just has to go go to the dock. Yeah. And the cliffhanger is he goes to the dock. The dock's like Pat has a like a panic attack and faints from yeah. it. But that's the cliffhanger. But you have where you know that the next one. Where so, it's yeah. going, basically, you, 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 you wanted destroyed the almanac. You wanted the, the film to end them. with Miles in chains, and then Peter Parker runs in and goes, "It's your kids, Miles." <laughs> You've got to do something about your kids. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the problem from Back to the Future Two is fixed by the end of Back yeah. to the Future Two. The problem in in, this, in Empire Strikes Back is fixed by the end of Empire Strikes yeah, Back, but the this, problem in this is not. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, and I think that's something when we come to talk about other trilogies, why. Maybe that would be a, a bad detriment to it in the end because I feel like when you just brought up, I feel I feel like when you brought up Deathly Hallows Part One, you said it with a slight chip on your shoulder about that film. What do you mean? I don't know. I felt like when you said I was like Deathly Hallows Part One, as if I'm like remember what that fucking annoying way that ended. Definitely, no, with I, Voldemort getting the yeah, Elder Wand from Dumbledore's grave. I, I which think, is like chapter twenty of a thirty chapter. Yeah, book. Those, those last two Harry Potter films are some of the better Harry Potter films. I don't know if that's a hot take. No, but it might be. It might be. You might. You might feel that now you have both of them. Yeah. But when you just have part one, did you not feel it's like an unsatis- it was an unsatisfying ending? I, watching. I heard it in there. your voice. Yeah. That was all. It was an unsatisfying ending, but it is yeah, one of the left best Harry Potter films. Dobby dead. Hooray! You left with the. The villain getting yeah. the weapon that he's been fighting to get the entire the, the, film. The problems aren't resolved in that either. The problem is that he's got, trying to destroy the Horcruxes. I don't. Has he destroyed any by the end of Deathly Hallows Part One? Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, they have. They destroyed the book and the diary. No, no, the diary's already done. The, di- the diary. The diary's already done. And the locket. The, the locket's the one that got destroyed, in, isn't in it? Because the diary's already done. And then um, the thing in Bellatrix's vault. The uh, snake, obviously yeah, Harry. Spoilers. Harry yeah. So, <laughs> so nothing gets resolved at the end of Deathly Hallows Part One. Really, all the problems are still there. Right. So it's a similar. It, it is similar. Unsatisfying ending that was at the time. Well, we want to speak about unsatisfying. Let's get into trilogies and talk about Lord of the Fucking Rings. Then Lord it... of the Rings is an incredible trilogy. It oh. is by definition the most satisfying trilogy because it's very faithful. Faithful to the original content. So if you've read the books and then you watch the film, you just get a feeling of, ah, 
Okay. Unless I'm you're sure. a Tom Bombadil. Star. Yeah, unless you like Tom Bombadil, and then you know. What's a Tom Bombadil? Tom Bombadil is a he's character like, in the books. He's like a god type character, but he's re- he's a really weird two chapters in the first film, in the first book. He never really gets brought back up again. Yeah. Also, the ending of the Return of the King is different. It's different. Well, in, in the end of the books of Return of the King, they defeat Sauron. They come back to the Shire, and Saruman, who's played by Christopher Lee, mm. has sacked the Shire and he's put them all in slavery. The guy. And then there's one last battle to kill him, basically, and send him off. But in the book, sorry, in the films, that character is. He dies at the very yeah. beginning of the right, third. right at the start. Yeah, yeah but he I, dies very unsatisfactorily. in the back. He dies yeah. very unsatisfactorily, but having the scar of the Shire in the film would have been it would have been weird. As weird because well. you you have all this build up to destroying the ring. I think Peter Jackson even explained it as this: you have all the build up to destroying the ring. You think ah, oh, they've they've done it, they've made it. Oh, no, they've not. And that would be really unsatisfying to watch in film. It's the same reason they uh, that he didn't include. Sauron in the battle at the end because there was originally going to be a scene where Sauron and um, Aragorn fight in Takes the final form battle and it gets changed to the troll, doesn't it? Yeah, um, because uh, the real battle is being done on Mount Doom. He says, and that would just distract because nothing that happens on the battlefield really makes sense. They're just trying to distract, yeah, from what's going on behind them. So it wouldn't really make sense, but that in its way, is a perfect trilogy. It took brilliant source work, adapted it, made it better, and mm. turned it into the greatest trilogy of all time. And it's, it's, <laughs> argu- it's arguably, like, it's got, like, four-hour versions as well. I it's know, which is, oh, my God. Well, and they are, they're incredible. It made me like, laugh the other day, like, at Rach's missus has never seen them. And it was like, oh, we'll introduce them to her. As and in the, she, the films are just she, extended. The films, she's never okay. seen Lord of the Rings. So I, we were like, oh, we'll, we'll uh, set it down and we'll make her watch them. And uh, it was like, oh, we should probably start with the, the shorter versions, not the extended. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to pause and realise that I only own the extended oh, versions. That's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what we did. I, I tried to make Becca watch Lord of the Rings and only had the extended version. So I had, she, she hated it. She had to sit through three and a half hours of Fellowship of the Ring. Hating it. How how did you get her to take a ring off you <laughs> when her experience with you and rings is so fucking bad? <laughs> On the condition that she never has to watch it. Ever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I won't make you watch the two towers. I'll just watch it by myself. I I don't know what it is about fantasy. It by all accounts, fantasy is just sci-fi but with a different filter on it because you've yeah. still got made up animals, made up languages, different worlds, races and stuff. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. My brain goes, no, this pants. I love how you're saying that fantasy is just sci-fi with a different shroud on, like spaceships are older than unicorns. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Sci-fi, sci-fi is, is fantasy set in space. Yeah, yeah I know. That's what I, I yeah. I, my, but I see my brain won't acknowledge that. It's, sci-fi is quite old. It's like nineteenth century, so twentieth century. I was there. Nineteen. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> what? What? What came out in the eighteen hundred? That sci-fi. Frankenstein. Sci-fi? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Did Frankenstein come out? Well, my, my yeah. Day, yeah, it's not. yeah. I was. It was the first sci-fi. Actually, it was the first one written by a woman. Science fit like. Yeah, I, I, I love how you said that. Like I wouldn't know. That. <laughs> <By> yeah. the, <laughs> well, you didn't know when it came out. All right. By what the, what the did I write? Her fellow right, he wrote Margaret Stein. 
wrote Ozymandias. Oh, there you go. Percy Shelley. Um, but no, uh, Frankenstein, I guess, but it is linked with fantasy. It is, but by the yeah. very definition, I think it is. It is sci-fi, fiction. don't get me wrong. I, I will fall on that. That, that, is, that is a good comeback. But it is linked with the likes of Dracula and the Mummy, which aren't science fiction. Yeah, and you're yeah. right. Like, obviously, dragons and stuff existed, like... In yeah, the, the idea, 90% of Lord of the Rings is lifted from Norwegian folklore. Yeah. So, an old English folklore. But I just can't, I just, my brain just goes, no, don't like this. I, I, I just get really annoyed when I'm off some reading it, and I don't know why I try to accept it. It's like Game of Thrones. I was kind of enjoying Game of Thrones, but my brain kept going, nope. But then it's one of those where, like, Doctor Who, which we all like Doctor Who, mm-hmm. very much straddles the line between sci-fi and fantasy. Because, I mean, he's met Robin Hood. He's probably met King Arthur at some point. Oh, it's really annoying the people he's met. I hate it that because Doctor <laughs> Who started off as meant to be educating kids about history. And then as time has gone on, the leaps they take, like the meeting Robin Hood, all right, maybe there was a Robin Hood. But like when he goes to meet the, Vi- she goes to meet the Vikings and they've all got horns on their hat. So I'm like, no, no. No, yeah, it is infuriating. I hate stuff like that. But anyway... That's not trilogy-based. No, that's true. Um, but I mean, I'm trying to think of another good fantasy trilogy, and I can't think of... Yeah, because there is none. Well, that's not true. There, there surely should be another one. <laughs> before, the there we go. Before <laughs> Lords of the Rings, before the Lords of the Rings trilogy, I cannot honestly think of a major mainstream fantasy. Like, like it's amazing how many how mainstream Lord of the Rings got from them films that people that I have worked with or I've met have no interest in nerd stuff at all. But they like Lord of the Rings in the same way, like, oh, yeah. before that was Star Wars, I have no interest in, oh, you know, into nerdy stuff, to Star Trek. Uh, oh, no, I know Star Wars. I like that. Lord of the Rings kind of did that for fantasy. Pre-Lord of the Rings films coming out, I can't think of when fantasy yeah. was this mainstream. We might feel silly afterwards, but I don't think I can either. And post... There's a Game of Thrones made fantasy cool again. Yeah. I mean, um, if, afterwards. There, there were fantasy films. There was like Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like they weren't that, the, the most successful stuff. That's true. You I, had maybe Xena Warrior Princess on I, Channel I, 5. I guess you have, you have like Dracula. Dracula? Dracula's now, fantasy. Vampire things are fantasy. But is yeah. it fantasy or is it more like 10% fantasy, 90% horror, and that's really the genre that it's. Well, there's a thin line between both sci fi and. Um, fantasy must come with an element of horror because it's things that you don't understand. Yeah, the things that you don't understand comes an element of horror. Um, it's whether you choose to lean into that or not. But I feel like the old monsters and mummies and vampires and stuff—they were depicted more in a horror way rather than in a. a don't get me wrong. Way. There is, there is, yeah. there are obviously conjuring and magic and witches and stuff but yeah. it's a, it'd be almost like saying the wizard of oz was one of the most successful fantasy films of all the time whilst it might that might be true i don't think anyone you showed it to would consider it really a fantasy film they might have another way of another genre another lens they see it through that's fair that's fair but then i think fantasy had its prevalence in literature as opposed to uh film, movies like, yeah not even that well, yeah. Not all, oh, now Narnia. It didn't quite have the film 
It had lots of films. They tried to do the film thing, didn't it? Successful. When did that... They did successfully do the film thing in the 80s. They made, they got through all yeah. of them in the 80s. Land of Witch and the Wardrobe. No, Except the Magician's Wardrobe. They never fucking do the Magician's... <laughs> uh, sorry, the Magician's Apprentice. They Magician's never Apprentice. fucking do the Magician's Apprentice. Uh, no, they did redo them recently. They did them But in... they only got to... They did three. Did Caspian. they do Prince Caspian? Caspian. They, 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 they did Land of the Witch and the Wardrobe first. They did Prince Caspian. And then yeah, it's the specifically order. a sequel to Prince Caspian. Oh, yeah, there, isn't it the silver chair? It's a silver chair next, isn't it? Or the bo- the horse and his boy. Horse and his boy, and it's a boy and his horse. The voyage of the dawn. The dawn That's the one that they voyage did. Of- so yeah, they jumped. Funnily enough, had Will Poulter who played um, Adam Warlock. In Those it. are the three films oh, they? they did, but they weren't quite as successful. Yeah, no, because you're no, just no. jumping all about. Yeah. What you've got is picking the ones that yeah. they could. Yeah, oh no, the problem with Narnia as well is, is that a trilogy? They, um, <laughs> trilogy of films with the only did the three. The problem with Narnia is they sack off their main characters once they get it, they turn eighteen. Yeah, so Peter and like Leonardo, Susan Leonardo DiCaprio and his yeah. girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, Peter. Peter's only in the Land of Witch Wardrobe, isn't he? Yeah, Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Oh, there we go. Animated films. They were in the, the realm of fantasy for a very long time. There was a lot because you have things like yeah, they fucking are terrifying. Yes, yes. Um, but you have the likes of Alice in Wonderland. You yeah. have Black Cauldron. Um, oh, what else is a fantasy film from? I guess like um, any Disney fairy tales. Yeah, Disney stuff. Any Disney. But I get what you mean. It it wasn't taken seriously as an adult topic. Mm. Until more recently, it was sort of seen as a kiddie thing then, yeah. like because it's Disney. Is there? And I have one in mind, but it it doesn't really count, I guess. But can you think of a trilogy that is neither sci-fi or fantasy? Is just a film series, like a, a yes, Godfather. Godfather's a good good example. Austin Powers. That's a good example. <laughs> 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 yeah, baby. Although you could argue that, <laughs> although you could argue that the, um, you could argue that the fact he was frozen and then di unfrozen thawed that is a bit sci-fi. Oh yeah, but... and and they they travel in time. <laughs> oh, they do. They go traveling through time. Oh yeah, you know what? No, Austin Powers sci-fi. doesn't count. Sci-fi. 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 Powers is sci-fi. Oh, that's so weird to say. I don't like that. I feel like I have to wash my tongue. I was going to say the original three um, spaghetti western films. Mm. For a few, oh, yeah, a few yeah. dollars more, and good, bad, and ugly, and things like that. That was a trilogy. Are you, are you, is this way? Are you saying Indiana Jones is fantasy? Mm, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 it is actually. I think yeah, because yeah. 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 there's magic. So, the magic from God. Until you reach Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, and then it, and then it's no, no, we don't talk and about that. And then who knows about what's the new one called? Is that out yet? I Have know it? that it's set during the moon landing, so it's probably sci-fi. What's it called again? Oh, I don't know. It's got Phoebe Waller-Bridge in it. It's well. got a really. It, it, it does have a cheesy the name. Compass of Time, or something. Yeah, like yeah. It? The Compass of Time is it called that? I made that up. The so Dial it... of Destiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're fucking close, mate. Oh, that's how, that's like again. That's another Bibbyism. That the Compass of Time. <laughs> the Dial of Destiny. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so. You know what? It's at the end of the month. Indiana Jones used to be my favorite trilogy. Yeah, it used to be my favorite trilogy, and then they brought out the fourth one, and then they won't let the fucker die, and then because of that, well, Harrison Ford, <laughs> because of it, it doesn't like it leaves a bad taste in the mouth about the first three for some reason. So I go back and watch the first three, and I get a little 
by the time I'm on the third one, I'm getting irked because I know where we're going. I know what's going to happen next. Yeah, I get, I get angry knowing that it carries on. And that's what we were talking about. So does it count as a trilogy if it carries on? Like Toy Story, what a great trilogy. Uh, then they made four. I and, think. And the fourth always ruins it. Yeah. I think this might be a hot take, but Toy Story 4 is good. Not great. It's good, but it's the worst of the four films. Yeah. but it's still not a bad film. But that's what. But that's the problem with it. What was the point of releasing it if it was worse than the three? The good thing yeah. about Toy Story was that they were a tier above all the other animated films. Yeah. yeah. So like, if Toy if Toy Story Four is a good film, it's probably on the same level as films like Sing. Yeah. Or yeah. um, Encanto and things like that, which are good films. Yeah. Uh, but they're not Toy Story Oscar. I assume Toy Story won an Oscar at some point. Um, Search for that. Original Curse soundtrack and things like that. I think um, Indiana Jones, you, you might get a bit of a loophole because there was such a gap between the first three and then four and then five. You might, if you wanted to, have a bit of a loophole. That I those was first a, three... I think there was a bit of a gap. If they announce another Indiana Jones film after this one, yeah. then, then that will count, I think, as two trilogies. It, well, I think they are. I think the idea is in this one, he's going to have a son. You're, doesn't you already Shia LaBeouf's son? son? No, well, another one, or the better beast. one. Well, the, the comedy relief and the sidekick is Phoebe Waller-Bridge from Fleabag. Yeah. Um, I she's and She's fucking hilarious, so I'm interested. Oh, to this see is what I mean. It just became. Happen. It was such a simple concept, Indiana Jones, and it's just become horrible, absolutely horrible. It's like, and it happens. And this is why I want to talk about trilogies. You know what's another one which just started off great, and then they didn't fuck it up on the fourth one. They fucked it up on the third one. Aliens. I was literally going to use Aliens as an example uh, yeah. later on. I was going to ask: Are there examples of trilogies that fucked it up along the way? And Alien. Alien. Terminator. Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3. Even Amazing Spider-Man, there was going to be a third, and they fucked it up because the second one was so bad. Yeah. No, it is mad how you can just have this perfect run and then just... I mean, Alien is perfect. Aliens, bar the acting of the child, is perfect. And then Alien 3... Is just a sweary... Rapey prisony place. It's yeah, it's they got... tried to do Alien again in a different setting, mm. and it's got a cult following. A it's got bit, a good cult following who think it's amazing. They missed the point of what we liked about Alien and Aliens. It's yeah, it's a horror film, and yeah, it is scary, but it's how tense it made you feel. Whereas mm. Alien Three never makes me feel tense. It's trying to scare me. Yeah, it's not trying to make me on the edge of my seat. It's trying to make me jump out of my seat. You're trying to make it. You're trying to. You're trying to make a horror better than the horror that it's, was the first one, which took more time and patience than you're taking. It's exactly the same, not as bad, but it's a good example as the Saw films. Yeah. the first Saw film is a banger. It's one of the best horror films I've ever seen. Yeah, I it agree. It's a brilliant psychological horror film, and it's great. Even the twist at the end yeah. is still a bang, banging twist. Um and I won't ruin it because it's a fucking great <laughs> film and I want you to go watch it if you've not seen the first Saw. But then Saw 2, they went, oh, they liked the violence. Yeah, which we yeah, did Which the is not what thing. we liked. No. And then Saw 3, they went, oh, well, not everybody liked the violence, but people still, it's we're now known for the violence, so let's lean into yeah, that. Yeah. And by the end, there was no plot to the Saw films. There it was, was no twist at fest. the end. It was just a gore fest. My cursory Google for Toy Story. Toy Story 1 won nothing. It was nominated for a lot, but it, That's didn't, a but it didn't win anything unless I've just 
been too cursory. No, no, I believe Toy it. Story 2 won a Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture. Toy Story 3 won two Academy Awards, Best Animated Feature and Original Song, and Toy Story 4 won Best Animated Feature. I feel like that. Toy and Story Best Song. 3 was probably awarded um, that Oscar retroactively. Yeah, I think one yeah. definitely should have won. Yeah. Like Leonardo DiCaprio should have won his Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street, so they just waited a couple of years and gave it in for The Revenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, yeah. to be fair, Revenant's very good. Yeah, but Wolf of Wall Street is better. better yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the Hobbit trilogy fucked it up as well. That's a um, very good shout. The Hobbit trilogy was never going to be a trilogy, it was just going to be two films. Another example, um, like Across the Spider-Verse, where they've split one film into multiple. And you can tell that. An, that so the first Hobbit film is, is quite good. Uh, it's a bit yeah. long, and some of the, the, the sort of action scenes are a bit too lo- are, are way too long as well. But like the second and third film are so light on any plot. And it's all just, ah oh, shit, we've, we've, we need to make a really fucking long film. Let's do a 30-minute action scene. Um, and then it's that for... Eight hours in total. So that fucked up along the way because it wanted to yeah. make it into a trilogy. I mean, I'm going to say it just because you've got it on your hat. I don't think yeah. Star Wars, there is no perfect trilogy in I Star Wars. I wore this specifically because it's a trilogy of trilogies and we were doing trilogies. But no, you're right, there's not... Um, I don't like Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is not a good film. Uh, Phantom Menace and Clone War, uh, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is terrible. And then the sequels I only like really um Force Awakens. The thing is, and I somebody said this to me the other day and I can't for the life of me. A lot of think, shit in Star Wars, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. I can't for the life of me think who said it to me. If I remember I'll I'll say. But th- they made the very good point that not none of the things that we've been given in the Star Wars universe are the things that we like about the Star Wars universe. <laughs> like we like that the universe we like yeah. knowing more about the universe, mm. but the actual ways that they've shown us the universe yeah. aren't that great. The world is mm. what we like what about we like. Star Wars. Yeah. We like the Star Wars universe, Yeah, but until The you, Mandalorian, you, yeah, I, I was about say, to say, you know what's a good example of showing us how The Mandalorian yeah. is a fantastic way, and even in Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian steals the show, not because he's a better character, but because his first like 20 minutes of him coming in the way they show the world he's currently in is far better yeah. than anything mm-hmm. we've seen in Boba Fett at but then they're time. even trying to fuck up that because they keep trying to like um, Mando 3 wasn't amazing because they kept trying to force things on I like force, Mando 3 forcing setup it, it wasn't bad but they kept trying to force setup for what for all the things for the and it's yeah <laughs> wow. Involvement of they, they, studio involvement becomes a problem. Just how down yeah. you got thinking it, it, about that. Really it becomes you. a really big, big issue, and we spoke about it with uh, slightly with Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Like Spider Man Three is terrible because the studio got involved. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it is. It is mad. We need, isn't it, when we need another villain. We need another the, villain. The um, mm-hmm. the Star Wars sequel trilogy is a terrible trilogy. Re- regardless of what you think about individual films, because the studio kept getting involved. Mm. Um, I, I, I just think it's mad where I can't think of another job where, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of sports, but it's not like in, in football, I don't remember anyway, where City have just won the treble. I'm surprised you knew that. Yeah, <laughs> he asked me in the car on the way. <laughs> <laughs> City have just won the treble. 
unless City royally began fucking up midway through the season, they'll just kind of be left to their own devices. There'll be more money funneled in, but the higher-ups and the higher-ups will just be like, you're doing good, you just need some more money. How As a good uh, proof to that, the owner of Man City went to his second ever match last night. There you go. And he it's bought very... it in 2011. Well, yeah. he so so that's it, it's a decent um, an- analogy, really. That he's not a football person; mm. he's the owner. He's not a football person, so he employs football people to help him run the run a football club. Yeah. So the owner does not get involved. It's all no. to do with well, it's all to do with the football people. Unless which is where Chelsea's getting it wrong because the owner is the owner is getting involved. The owner for Chelsea is like the studio involvement for. Disney. And that's what I don't boggles my mind. You've got two very good. You brought out two very good films. I'm gonna get involved with this third one. Why? You give me a third yeah. film because Venom is the Spider-Man villain. We need to have Venom. It's just it was it was so odd that they were really pushing Venom because what year was that? Two thousand and six, five, six, something. So he's maybe. not even that relevant anymore. He was really a nineties villain. It was. He's the newest villain. Yeah, but it's like it was like the way that DC pushed so hard for a Catwoman film. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. And you're pushing Venom like it's nineteen ninety four. It's yeah, not. It's not a thing. It's just. It was so bizarre, and it ruined. It ruined that trilogy. Again, we need more villains for Amazing. I think the reason Studio got involved with Spider Amazing Spider Man two is Amazing Spider Man didn't actually do particularly well. It did okay. But they got involved because, like, we are trying to start a new franchise of this again, and already we've fallen. It wasn't so. Uh, it wasn't so much the spot. It, they, they got involved. In, they got involved again because there was all that Sinister Six build up. They were trying to build up the Sinister, Sinister Six. Six and force things like that in. And so there was, there was that involvement. No, it should be done this way. And they said sound, and they fired him. Fucking hell! And it was because the downfall of that that we got Tom. Um, Holland as Spider Man because they they kind of realised after that oh they're not doing this right yeah but uh, Andrew Garfield said because that was one of the reasons why he said he wasn't going to come back because he left the role quite dramatically there's another imperfect trilogy the new Spider Man films I can't stand Far From Home I don't mind Far no, no, Far From Home uh, no yeah Far the From one, Home the one in second Europe one, the second one yeah, yeah, no, yeah it's not very good I, I, I don't I get mind it but it's not brilliant no it's I, not I think that not compared to Home for me and No, no well, Way Home well the, the, it does add an awful lot but not to Spider Man I think the the issue with Tom, the Tom Holland's Spider Man trilogy is that every single film is is designed to sort of serve a purpose for the MCU yeah. as a whole. Yeah, it's I not agree. it's not a film for Spider-Man like No Way Home is supposed it's it's a film to introduce you to the concept of the multiverse. Obviously it turns out that it's a bit mm. but it's to introduce you to the concept of the multiverse. Uh, Again, that's the uh, thing that no it's way, a bit annoys me. No Way Home absolutely hammers down on that to be like, this is we're introducing you to the multiverse here. And all that the villains in that, as much as it's a lovely, a lovely film, all the villains in it have no connection to our Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, so the the weight of like who's who's the main? It's uh, Green Goblin, isn't it? Yeah. Up, up, until he kills Aunt May, spoiler. Uh, he's got no connection to him at all, or any of the other villains. And in the big fight at the end, the only one that he really wants to kill is Green Goblin because he's really he's not bothered. Like, I... what does Electro? What does? What's the point of Electro? I did say this for Tom Holland. It's a Tom Holland's film. Why? What? Electro does not serves no purpose. Lizard. 
No, I know what you mean. It's I'm just all about it like it's that. A, it's a cool... You're it's watching a, it's, it for Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, you're not watching it for Yeah, if Holland. they yeah. weren't in it, we would... Okay, so, imagine if that film was exactly the same. Are you going to make me not like not No Way Home now? Where Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come in. The exact same film, but without the other two Spider-Man. Would we hold it in as high regard as no. we do? We no. like it so much because there's these two other Spider-Men in it. Yeah. And let's face it. It is also quite a good film. When but... when they they brought out an extended version, I'm pretty sure every single extended scene that they brought out was just of the three Spider-Men together talking. I think it was. Because it's like, how the fans want this so about. much? Let's give them more Spider-Man talk. Tom Holland came out this week and said he will do Spider-Man 4, but only if they can prove to him that they can top No Way Home. Oh, really? Johnny do bollocks? No. And so also, he might be getting Miles Morales instead. Of yeah, <laughs> he's got Guardians of the Galaxy syndrome in that he gets a lot of character development in Infinity War as well. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing. Infinity War did that with a lot of the later characters' trilogies. I mean, that's why I think I feel so close to the Guardians trilogy because, like, even Cap's trilogy, Captain America One, is an okay film. Two and three are boss. Yeah, but. Yeah, but two and three are so good that one looks shite. One looked shite when it and came out. And three is also to serve a purpose within the MCU as a whole. Yeah, it's 2.5, Avengers 2.5, yeah. really. Um, Thor, meh. Thor's not... Even Ragnarok is one of the best MCU films, but the other three Thor films are not... No, the news, special. Yeah. That's what I mean now that Thor 4 has come out. I, I think we should... Which isn't the worst Thor film, by the way. Might be another hot take. I don't know if my takes are hot. What? Really? Do you want to see Dark World? Dark World's the worst one. No, I... I Dark World is just boring. I like Dark World. Dark World is boring. There's nothing to it. At least there's... At least there's something in um, Thor 4. I think Dark Dark World just has a poor third act. That's all. Which same could be said for poor Thor. Thor, Thor. <laughs> Thor, Thor, Thor. There, there are so many things with Thor 2 that are a problem though like taking Christopher Eccleston who was still running off the back of being Doctor Who yeah so was arguably a very very recognisable face to use as a, as a MCU villain and they covered him in prosthetics and makeup so you couldn't even recognise him and then they speak a language that you can't understand yeah. so it's like is that even Christopher Eccleston because if it's not, happen. I wouldn't care. I'm, I'm amazed he stuck around for that. I thought, I honestly, when you look at that, look at that, yeah. I, I'm amazed on day one of the set. He went, I'm not doing this. It's a, it's, this makes no sense. It's to a bigger like they've done it again recently with Eternals, haven't they? They was it Bill Skarsgård, Skarsgård, who's yeah. it, who's the main bad guy in Eternals, but you can't tell because he growls, speaks an alien language, and is a CGI character. Why, why, what's the, what's point the fucking him? point? Why hire him? So Other he, than to say, we've got the guy that's got it. Yeah, got it. In. He's in it. It's, it's, a weird, it's a weird one because I, I think in order to be a perfect trilogy, it needs to feel like a unit. Do you know what I mean? The vibe has to run yeah. from one into two into three. Oh, like a certain DeLorean shaped. I that is, not... well, like, just because Lord of the Rings is my favourite trilogy, but Back to the Future is also an incredible trilogy and you're right, it does flow. And it's a perfect trilogy. Is, I'm not saying it's the perfect, perfect trilogy. trilogy, but it is a perfect trilogy. I can just V edit with that. a capital T. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to edit that. Sorry, so I'm not saying it's the. I'm just saying it comes to the perfect trilogy. 
<laughs> so there are there are very good examples of films that kept the same vibe all the way through Back to the Future, mm. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was able to do that by filming all three at the exact at the same, same time as well. So while they were filming... Which makes sense. It, bu- it builds on, on its vibe time. as well. Like, it's a very narrow... Like, in the, the first... Not, not 100%, but in the first film, it's quite narrow in terms of the world. Their mission is the only thing that matters. And then in the second film, it opens up to different communities. And then the third one, it opens up this huge, massive fucking yeah. war for the it goes place. from like the Shire to the greater area around the Shire to Middle Earth mm. and it, it's a and then you even have um, the story scope as well like because they're all together and they break off and yeah. you have to explore the rest of the world and it does that really well you know what's going will it count will the Flash count as a trilogy for the previous <laughs> Keaton Batman films you reckon um is there before I answer that any um, knock on between Kil- Keaton's two films and Val Kilmer's first. So the only thing that is linked with Kilmer and Keaton... Alfred? Is Alfred. But then he's also in the, obviously, Batman and Robin. He's the only link... Are they all set say, in the same world? It's just different actors playing Batman. <laughs> so it's not really spoken about, but he's not different. Because in the first two... Harvey Dent is in them. Yes. He's played by not Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, yes, that's the it's main been one. a while since I've yeah. seen them. Um, yeah, so that's the first, that's the big first thing. Tommy Lee Jones plays Harvey Dent in the one with Val Kilmer. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. However, Tommy Lee Jones was played by Lando, who plays Lando. Yes, he was actually, yeah, Billy... Um, Billy West? No, 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 Billy... Um... Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Billy... Oh my God, that's doing my head in. Billy, it's not Billy, Billy D. Billy, Billy D. Williams. Williams. That's, that's it. Billy, that's it. Billy, Billy D. Williams. Williams. Yeah. So he he plays. He does play uh, Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. I forgot about. So him. that that's yeah. a very good point. That's how you can differentiate, and you know it's a new world and it's a new universe. So, so the arguably, arguably, are we sure though that this Val Kilmer, that this Michael Keaton, is that Michael Keaton though? Mm. Oh, so, oh, yeah, I, I, okay. I in our band chat is he is he Thomas Wayne or is they come out saying that he is Bruce Wayne either, or yeah. is he Thomas Wayne I think he's Bruce Wayne Thomas Wayne is going to show up they've said that since the very very beginning okay. probably because, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan because that's why they hired him to play Thomas in the opening scene of Batman v Superman because yeah. they were like that's such a big part oh, to just okay. having these slow motion shots and they were like yeah because we're going to eventually go into the multiverse that being said that was being settled by Zack Snyder though and he's no longer involed so. I know I know um, but, but James Gunn the Flash is a holdover from yeah from all of them. yeah this is this isn't There's a James Gunn film no 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 there, this is I think this film is going to end with Barry Allen coming back into what will be James Gunn's DC Universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they've said there's only going to be one arrested. career. He might even come back and not be Ezra Miller. Yeah. He might, you might see Ezra Miller go through the portal and then, but knows, Grant Gustin from the Flash TV show could walk back through and he's like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, or something. They've already yeah. done that though in the Flash TV series. They've met each other. Where they each other. He gave them the idea of the name of the Flash. But like, not, not even... Um, that they've met each other, but he's come back through and he is a different person. Yeah, I like, like because that. into this world where he's walking into, there's a different timeline, there's a different set of events, a different sperm got into his mother. Right, the reason 
He's the, a variant of himself. The reason on. that I think it, it is Keaton's Batman from Batman 89 is because if you take a still of one of the shots when he's got all the suits out, there's clearly the suit from 89 and the suit from Batman um, Returns are both there. My only problem with that then is what happens when they go into Gotham? What does Gotham look like? I want it to so look like Tim Burton's Gotham. That's going to look fucking Fucking weird. weird. Yeah. Unless they just don't go into Gotham, ever. But that's about how they meet him. And then they go into the Batcave and then... Because uh, mm, he, know, he knows where that, uh, yeah. he knows where the Batcave is geographically. That's what's been bothering me about it. Across Are the they going to keep the world the same? Have you seen? Have you read in the comics that there was a run going of Batman, and Batman is somehow going through the multiverse, and he he sto- yeah, he's yeah. only stopping off like literally like a couple of panels in a in a multiverse, and then being fr- thrown into another one, and he stops, and he's in Adam West's universe. And he sees Adam West and he goes, how can I help you, old chum? Like that. And Adam West is like, I'm, um, I'm in trouble. Batman's like, I'm in trouble and I'm going to jump any minute now. And he goes, well, I see you don't have a utility belt. Every Batman should have a utility belt. And gives him his and goes, and he goes to like, you know, get sent off again. He goes, fairly well. And then a few issues later, he's being attacked by a shark. And again, <laughs> reaches into his utility belt and he finds the shark That's repellent funny. and it works and he's like, as if I met a Batman that had shark repellent. <laughs> I love that little detail. There's quite a few of them where Batman's been like thrown through time because he got scattered through time by Darkseid at the end of the Final Crisis saga. Mm. Um, and that's where you got like Old West Batman and stuff like that from. But I, I, I am interested to see how it goes. It, I don't think it will count as a trilogy. He's, just, he's, just, he's a supporting character, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but we're gonna we're getting both Batman. Ben Affleck Batman is going to be in it as well. Yeah, I know. So will this be his trilogy? Mm, Batman again, supporting ba- character. Batman, Batman v Superman, Justice League, Flash, Flash. He's, he'll have been, he'll have had his own trilogy, and then only one of those films his name is mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> he had to share, had to share it. He was, yeah. in, he was in Shit Suicide Squad. Then. Yeah, he was. So was that the combination of his trilogy? Shit Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, Squad. Shit Suicide He was. He's in that scene where he, punch, he punches through the roof. The joke, yeah, he? the Lamborghini. It was. It... See, if we were to rank trilogies, or not rank, say a top 10 mm-hmm. of trilogies, Back to the Future definitely has to be in it. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings has to be in it because I think original trilogy Star Wars would be in it, even though it's not perfect. Even though it has one. What? Just that, but in the same sense of like giving it that because it was a was it the was it the first trilogy? No, the spaghetti westerns were. Oh yeah, it's it's like the first one that ever. If you say the word, do you know a trilogy? Someone would say say Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like, do you know a prequel? You would say Star Wars. And the. Even though the third one's a bit shit, they all feel like Star Wars. Mm. And yeah. even though the first trilogy, sorry, the prequels are a bit shit, they all feel like the prequels. They all have the same vibe to them. They yeah. don't feel like we were going to make one and then we decided to make another and the budget changed afterwards. And so, then people didn't like the second one, yeah, so we changed the third one. On there's the none of that. It feels like three acts of the same story, whether you like those three acts or yeah. not. And that's prevalent for the, for the original Star Wars. That, I'm, I'm going to do a quick Google for top 10 trilogies. And just did, did, I've, and I've never seen a Godfather film. Opinion. That would be in it. What? I've never seen a Godfather I've, I've seen Godfather 1. I'm not interested in, in gangs. 
Gang. What's really funny is like gangs are my favourite favourite theme in Batman. Love Batman versus gangs, great. Daredevil versus gangs, great. Gangs on their own are boring. I do not like gangs. Do you know what trilogy we've forgotten? What? The Dark Knight trilogy. Holy shit! I thought that earlier and I forgot. I, I literally, while Dark we've been talking, Knight I was like, trilogy. I need to talk about right, it. Right, this is, well, here's my controversial take. I actually... Only two good films in that series? Well... I think Batman point... Begins feels very different. I, I don't think the vibe... I, that, it, it doesn't, that it doesn't fulfill the vibe check. That is a very good point. The Dark Knight is a lot lighter than It's, al- than it's almost like the trilogy starts at the Dark Knight. And yeah. then it should be Dark Knight Rises. And then it feels like there, there maybe should then be... Obviously, story-wise, no. But it feels like there should be a third one. It should be the Dark... I don't think those yeah. films have stood the test of time very well. I don't like Batman Begins too much in the sense that... I, I like Batman some of Begins. it... But like you said, no, but in the it's same way, the vibe, the vibe is different is and different. off from the rest of them. So it's similar just, to a 90s film. So I like, yeah, I like it in that sense, but as a trilogy film, I'm a bit like, hmm. The Dark Knight, controversial opinion, that film is too fucking long. Yeah, then you're not going to like The Godfather. I, the film I, is too I long. Think, it should, I, like I still it think it's, I think, I still, still think it's held up though. I I think because think it's just a detective movie with a guy that wears a suit. Everything after, it fine. everything after the hospital explodes, I'm clock watching. I don't care anymore. Oh my god! Some of the best scenes are after the what, what, uh, what were the, jo- the Joker and the goons? Um, after the hospital, dress, I... they dress up the patients. Yeah, and the police are going to go in and kill, kill them all, but Batman realizes and has to beat up everyone. No, no, he no, means no, no, where no. they evacuate the hospital and then Heath Ledger blows it up. Yeah, but after the hospital scene, what that's, that scene that oh, I'm yeah. talking about is after the hospital. So after that, you have um, the the ferry. Yeah, which is shite. The ferry. I is, quote uh, that all the time. You know, it's it's a good concept, but it plays out shite. Fairs. I like that the. And I, then I, I like mourning that, like, that woman for like a good t- ten minutes. That's shite. They're trying to um, because. They linger on it too long, but they're doing that because they've been given an hour to decide. So they're giving you a feeling of what it's been like to sit in that room yeah. for an oh, hour with no it. one making the decision. The, the, There's also the fucking epic scene with the cell phones, where every single cell phone oh, becomes yeah, yeah. a GPS thing so you can find where around the city. There's the awesome point where they take the doctors and they make them look like they're the clowns. Yeah. And they like so the actual bad guys are pretending to be the hostages. So the police are going to take out the wrong people. So Batman has to take out the yeah. police. Uh, that's that's possible. That's no. That okay. I've given that scene. But right, I saw a, a, someone on YouTube made this very great edit. He went, "What if the film ended here, and it gets to the bit where Harvey wakes up, and the joke is there, and he screams at him, and it just cuts." And he was, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so much better! That was twenty times better ending there, and then you've got yeah, more but, room to breathe." But, but then, then the next film has to start exactly where that, and is. and you you then have the Could problem do. that we spoke about that across the Spider Verse has, where nothing's wrapped up, none of the problems are fixed. There, there is a res- um... there's no resolution. The Joker's still out there. Harvey Dent is now also a bad guy. No, we don't know he's a bad guy yet. We don't know he's a bad guy. But nothing's resolved. You reminded me when you you brought up The Godfather, interestingly enough. You've seen The Godfather 1, haven't you, Pete? Yeah, a while ago, so don't quiz me on it too much. So this is actually what I said 
to my missus when I when I got in after seeing Across the Spider Verse. I I love a good long movie. Okay. The Godfather is a long movie, mm-hmm. and there are three or four points in The Godfather where that film could end, and it doesn't. It goes on, and I said it felt like because there's a scene in The Godfather where Don Corleone gets shot. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my god, it's going to end. And it could end there. And then the next film is the rest of The Godfather. And that would be two phenomenal films. But they don't. They carry on. You see him get nursed back to health. He teaches his son to take over from him. And then he dies of old age at the end of the film. But you end up having a masterpiece. Mm. And it's like, no matter how good the next or the finale of the trilogy for the Spider-Verse trilogy is going to be, I at this point in time, I feel I would have enjoyed it as one long-ass super-cut movie. So, it, so it's almost like from it's almost like that even though stories have three acts and when you have a trilogy, it's probably quite easy to be like, film one is act one, film two is act two, film three is act three. Within each of those acts, they still have to have three acts. Yeah. So if Don Corleone is... is if the, the end of the film is when he gets shot, it has another three acts. Yeah, exactly. If Batman... Uh, if Dark, Dark Knight ends there, there hasn't been a third act. That's the end of the second act. I, I don't know, because I feel like the third the, act the third, is the third so act tacked is the bit on. that you don't like. like Harvey, is the third Harvey's act. entire rampage is like 15, 20 minutes, and it's like such a such a rush of, of his character to just be like going from being a little on the edge to all of a sudden he's going around flipping a coin and shooting people. I don't know. It just... It's, I remember back in the day, I loved it because I was blinded by Heath Ledger's performance. Now when I go back and watch it, I just get... From that point onwards, I don't enjoy it. I disagree with you. The, the joke... The joke is... If only there was... This was like a video podcast and you could see Hagrid, you could see Hagrid's face, but he disagrees with Joe. I'll tell you why. Because Two-Face, or Harvey Dent, hmm. throughout it, it, is seen as a white knight. And the point is that Batman sees Harvey Dent as the person who can replace him, and he can replace him on the books. He's mm. not running around at night trying to um, put people in prison and trying to help the police. This is somebody who can actually fix things. Whereas Harvey the big Dent... The case that he does, for yeah, example, where he exactly. takes 300 criminals off the streets. Uh, and there's even that um, great quote, as if you live long enough, uh, if you, you either die villain. the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Harvey Dent sees the Batman in a very similar way in sort of yin-yang. He sees the Batman can get through all the red tape. He can cut through it all and he can get to the point. So it's actually together He can go to Dent. He can go to Hong Kong yeah. and get their money man and bring him back for us. And Harvey Dent, deal with him Harvey Dent can't So they are that. literally two sides of a coin. Mm-hmm. And then as he fully takes the leap of faith and helps Batman and gets himself arrested. He even admits to being Batman so Batman can go and do his thing. Batman lets him down and lets the woman that he's going to marry die. And he doesn't see that it's Rachel. And of course, he was actually going for Rachel. He doesn't see any of that. He just sees the person I've put my faith in over the last year, I've bet my career on and my love life on, Mm. let me down. And he snaps. And at the same time, it's perfectly personified that he has been literally cut in half. I know. You're saying it right, but it doesn't work. So that's he the is split into well. the White Knight mm. and the Batman. The Dark Knight. And the Dark Knight. 
thank you, that was better. Hence, <laughs> hence, hence the name of the film. I've yeah. thought since seeing that, that The Dark Knight obviously refers to Batman, but it doesn't just refer to Batman, it, re- it refers to Harvey Dent or Two-Face. Because they call him the White Knight at least three or four times in that film, and it is... It's on the nose. It's supposed to be on the yeah, nose. Yeah, the two call him the white supposed, man. Supposed to be on the nose. And then, but so, if you cut it then, the Joker's plan, which is the sort of thing above that, the Joker's plan is to do that. And if you cut it before you know the Joker's succeeded and the Joker's won, it doesn't have its third act. It doesn't. The film itself doesn't resolve. And then it, the, doesn't, it doesn't across the spider verse if you want. That... You, <sighs> Whilst that's written well, I just don't think it transpires well. I don't think it's... Uh, it com- it c- you understand feels- the point, but you I just don't point, enjoy it. I just don't enjoy it. As much. I, and yeah, it just doesn't... I guess work. similar to me with that intro scene of Gwen in Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. yeah you see the purpose, you just don't necessarily just don't enjoy, enjoy the execution. It. And what I wouldn't mind is every time I watch it, that bit gets more arduous. Yeah. I don't know I don't know what, why, I'm, I, I, why I feel that way about it, other than just... I, I just feel like it's so... Tacked on. I know he said there'd be no resolve, but I think there would be resolve because you'd have it almost like an, almost like an Empire Strikes Back kind of ending. Because what you have is you have Batman re- um, realizing she's dead, so he's got no reason to quit being Batman because she's dead now. So if anything, he's now going to take up definitely going to take up the mantle and be the Batman. Um, Joker, but, but Joker being there just shows that he's like he's so he's successfully took over now. He's he, he, the gangs are gone. And he's he's in charge. He's even got Harvey Dent just like lying there as a mess in front of him. Harvey's career has come to a shattering halt because of this. I think there was a lot of resolve there. The, a lot uh, of the story, well, I don't a lot of the story no changes there. Plot resolve. Empire Strikes Back has a plot resolve that essentially, essentially, the, the the plot is that Luke is saving his friends from uh, Darth, Darth Vader. That does get resolved. That gets resolved at the end of the, the film. Obviously, one of them doesn't make it out but that gets resolved explaining it how you're explaining it and cutting it there for the dark knight the the plot is to to beat the joker and that doesn't get resolved in fact if anything you're just adding more things i don't think the plot of the dark knight is to him to, to I... beat the joker i think the plot of the dark knight is for him to quit he wants to quit being Batman and settle down, and then the the he he, he and, but the by that end of that part of the film he he realizes yeah. he can't. I don't think it is about beating the Joker because at the end of the day the Joker's not really beaten. He's arrested. He could have got the easily could have the next film. He's out again, or he didn't get arrested properly, or you know what I mean. He you, did, it's not really he's beaten. He's on, upside down on the building. Have you forgotten that the Dark Knight ends with him stopping being Batman? Yeah, but that's that he 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 quit. He, yeah, no, he does, but he quits for other reasons. He quits for other reasons. The Harvey but Dent what I mean is, he, be the White Knight. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think. Whereas he wanted to quit to settle down, I don't have a think family. He ever and... wanted to quit. I think he wanted her more than he wanted to be Batman. And throughout the the whole film, he's kind of lost Rachel, hasn't he? Yeah, and I think that she is the only thing. But I don't think at any point it's about him grappling with the decision whether he should still be Batman anymore. Um, I mean, obviously there are those points in the film where he's like, I feel like this could be it. I could tie up, I could, you know, hang up my coat or whatever. Mm. But even if she doesn't die, she still says in the letter that she's going to marry Harvey. Marry Harvey, yeah. I know, but then it's burnt. The letter's burnt. Yeah, but I mean, if she hadn't died, he would have got that letter. So Yeah, the only reason Alfred burns it is because he doesn't 
need another it, fucking yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't yeah, know about he... the letter, he's still got hope that Rachel's gonna. Yeah, yeah. So wait. So what you say? If she, she, she hadn't have died, if she hadn't have died. Yeah, he would have got that letter. Oh yeah, he yeah. He would have found out. I'm never gonna be with her. So he would have been Batman. Anyway, he would have continued being Batman. He so there was no result where Rachel he was, was ever going to give up being Batman in that film. Well, he did give up being Batman. Yeah, but I mean... He <laughs> so there was a result. Yeah, but he gives up being I... Batman so that Joker doesn't win. But he, there's no point where he was going to want to... He was going to give up Batman wantingly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess we've, we've, gone, we've gone quite deep into... The Dark, the, the, the Dark Knight. But the issue with that trilogy isn't so much The Dark Knight. The issue, is through no fault of anyone, is that The Dark Knight Rises had to be, like, Better. rewritten. Yeah. Like, because it was going yeah. to be Heath Ledger. Yeah, it was going to be Heath Ledger. But he died, so they had to rewrite the film and change it. And it's Really good not... job that he didn't do my cut, by and the way. Just... <laughs> <laughs> that would have been... just not as good. Uh, no, it's not. No one really cares about... Yeah, Bane's not great. Um, who else? Tally Rogals. Just villain. kind of. I always love. Have you ever watched um, How It Should Have Ended? Yeah, 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 yeah. The How It Should Have Ended of that of The Dark Knight Rises because it does point out something which I remember in the cinema thinking it, but then so much happens I forgot. But she goes like, "You'll never." The version of Tally Rogals, I know, go and a bomb will explode and destroy the city. Yes. And then, so then, going was worst death ever. I was like, oh yeah, she did die really shit. It wasn't really yeah. poorly acted. Yeah. She goes, falls off a bridge and dies in. Is it a is it a bin lorry that she's driving or a truck? She's, yeah, yeah, she's driving. A yeah, she's driving a bin lorry truck um, with the bomb in, and she crashes it, and they go to her, and she's there like cursing them while she's dying at the steering wheel, and then she literally just goes. Eh. Uh, I like always, that. I always have an issue with the end of the Dark Knight Rises, where so is is it at the start that Alfred Alfred says that he has this vision of oh you master Wayne just, just, get, just get, getting away yeah. and he's he's he, he's he's in he's in Florence or wherever he's supposed to be and he has this image of seeing Bruce Wayne from across the restaurant and just waving and smiling at him uh, and that's his vision that's just what he imagines and then at the end that is that's the epilogue so. Uh, Alfred goes he's in Florence or he's in Venice or whatever and you see him wave at the camera and I feel like I wanted the film to end there I didn't even I want didn't... him to wave I wanted him to look up and just a look of recognition in his yeah. eyes and then the dun what, yeah. dun dun yeah, what, I, what I didn't want is for them to show uh, Bruce, Bruce, and, Bruce and Catwoman With, there. Yeah, with I, wanted that to be, I wanted that to be a DT yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah, what I've always wanted. I've thought that since the cinema. Oh, I literally said that when I walked out the cinema yeah. to my mate James. Should have ended with him looking at the camera. camera, whether he waves or not. Yeah, but he, it's like the end of Batman. Yeah, yeah. At the end of Batman v Superman, where they decide Zack Snyder for some, yeah, the or whoever it was just decided to show the, the soil. The soil rise was it, it went, oh, it was a really hard decision, but we ended up going with that one. Well, it was the wrong decision. Yeah, let's face it. Doesn't make sense now because if you go and watch the Justice League, they don't bring him back to life until halfway through. So yeah, there's so a why, fucking reason why that would have yeah. happened. Happen? Awful trilogies. Yeah, and the other thing about Dark Knight Rises is Christopher Nolan started off saying he wants to make a grounded Batman, believable, not too fantasy. Dark Knight Rises takes a lot of fucking leaps in fantasy and like the whole idea of him 
going away to drop a nuclear bomb off into the distance on the horizon, and he would somehow make it back. He wouldn't get caught remotely in the... um, Have you seen the thing about why it's that? Why? Because have you seen the 1966 Batman film? Yeah, he's running around with the bomb. Yeah, it's it's literally meant to be a grounded version of that. I'm trying to get rid of a bomb. Of of Batman just desperately trying to get a bomb as far away from people as possible. But it doesn't work, does it? It's weird. No, it it really doesn't work. It's because you see uh, Batman's face and then the next sort of frame is essentially two seconds of the the bat, bat wind and flying away explodes. and then it explodes so there isn't actually time for him to go away jump out and live in Florence with Catwoman yeah. there isn't the time no for sense. that and then there's a bit there's a bit where like Bane goes out and says the, like looks at the bridge and there's a giant Batman symbol burnt into the bridge it's like oh that looks amazing how did he do it Bane, how the fuck does he do Bane that Bane dies like a little bitch in that as well yeah he does he just gets a little stabby stab doesn't he? No, oh, no he gets Batman. shot by Catwoman on the bike. Oh, yeah, she shoots. You know what? Everyone dies really shit in that. Mm. Except one thing that I loved was the punishment for, I don't know if it was the bankers or something like that in Gotham, oh, was they made them walk on the ice. The ice. On the ice. That's fucking scary. So the Scarecrow keeps coming back in all of them, doesn't it? He yeah, yeah. For little bits and that I liked. And he's, a, he's, like was a, there. he's the He's the judge, jury, and executioner. He's a proper, like, USSR um, revolution. I know, sort of like French revolution judge just sat there like the elites yeah they're all just being executed it was real fucking it was scary mm. um i is, is there a trilogy that we've missed so, so according to the thing that i i looked at uh there's probably not one that we'll have we'll have all have seen is the evil dad trilogy I've, that's a banging trilogy can't. but it's not great the, there's one i've only seen two of the films but there's the the newer planet of the apes those, I, third, those I, first two were really good. I, I just hear not got people banging on the about them. Yet. Again, the original Planet of the Apes was a trilogy at one point, and then they went past it. Um, yeah, we did. But I don't even think it was good by the third one. No. I'm pretty sure the first two were the only decent ones. Yeah. And then I've seen all three of the remakes, and they the are Andy Circus. fine. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the first two I thought were, were good, but it has been a while since I've seen them, and I was a lot younger when I saw them. And I and I haven't been compelled to watch the third one. The third, I think they're all on Disney. I haven't been compelled to watch the, the, to watch the, the third one, which kind of makes me think that maybe I don't enjoy the, it so much. I feel like we were meant at the end of Planet of the Apes one, the remake. I feel like they thought we were going to go. Oh my god, this is how Planet of the Apes started. Not like. Yeah, I guess that going in. It's called Planet yeah. of the Apes. <laughs> and there's people on the planet, so I'm assuming we're going to... This is point A, but I, yeah. I have a pretty good feeling where point B is. <laughs> and now this film's going to end. It ends yeah, with like a cliffhanger shot of the neighbour who's been bitten by Caesar. He's got like a, a nosebleed or something like mm. that. And it's like, and he's going to spread it around the world. And it's like, well, I figured it was going to happen somehow or another. And then the next film comes, and that didn't happen. And there's, well, there's a little time jump, isn't there? And yeah. most of the most people have died. Yeah, it's just which is presumably from that bite yeah, that sees that sees and it's just most of the humans dead. Such including a James Franco jump off screen mm. to then it's just weird. and then the names of them. Can we talk about what they're called? What is it? Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet. War for the, the Planet of the Apes. That's the one third names. one I've not seen. <laughs> Have you seen the thing about um, how all the Fast and Furious films are stupidly named? I mean, go on. Uh, hang on, let me see if I can... So, so while you're doing that, Fast, yeah. it's called Fast 10 or Fast X, isn't it? It should yeah. be called Fast 10 the Furious. 
I said there that should be a ten. Some of the fast ten, the Furious. I said fast ten. Your seatbelts. Yeah. But <laughs> the reason I I think they didn't do it is because that dark guy died because his car crashed. And I don't think he was wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> that's oh, Hagrid's oh, one. Yeah. So Hagrid's one doesn't happen because of that. Okay. Fast ten, the Furious. So if you fast X. If you've not heard this before, this fucking wrote me off the first time. None of the Fast and Furious films have any continuity in their titles. No. So the first film came out in 2001, was called The Fast Jesus. and the Furious. Yeah. The second That's where one, we're starting from. Yeah. The Fast and the, the Furious. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So the next one is called Too Fast, Too Furious. Get that. That's like, my, that's like that. your hip-hop album. Yeah. Then... Well, they are the hip-hop albums of films. They are. The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Prequel, isn't it? Yeah. That's a prequel as well. Yeah, it yeah. is a prequel. Then we have... Fast and Furious. Really? It's the fourth one just called Fast and Furious. Not the Fast and the Furious, just Fast and Furious. The Fast and the Furious. Number five is just called Fast Five. I remember so that. we've got There's, rid of the yeah. Furious part and we're just sticking with Fast, fast now. Fast, so it's fast, fast Five. Fast Five. Then Six. Fast and Furious Six. <laughs> It's Furious again. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for the next one? Go on. Furious 7. <laughs> As in like the Magnificent 7, yeah. except now they're just Furious. So fuck, fuck Fast. No, they're just Furious. <laughs> I didn't notice Imagine this. if you picked up Fast 5 and then Furious 7 and being like, where are the rest of the film? Like, where's Fast 1 through 5? 5, 1 through 4. four. Where's Furious 1 through 6? Uh, they're marketed commonly as simply F8. Yeah. The official title of the eighth film Fate. was The Fate of the Furious. It and was. Fate has not even been spelt in the way that eight F8 has been incorporated. Ah! Oh, what? So it's just called it's the just Fate? F-A-T-E. F-A-T-E, not F8. The next one, <laughs> F9. <laughs> so we've got rid of Ast and Furious. We've just <laughs> now we're just down to F. F. And then this most recent one. Let's have a bit of a renaissance. Let's bring it back. Fast X. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, they are horribly titled. None of them make any sense. (laughs) That that's hot. I've never noticed that. We fixed the fourth one, the eighth one, and the tenth one. And I missed out the spin-offs. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Are they doing an eleven and twelve? Yeah, they're doing a trilogy to close out. No, no. So So Fast X is part one. It's Fast X part (gasps) one. Fast X part two. I'm pretty sure there's going to be and part three. And Fast X Part 3. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think they're doing a trilogy. Yeah. Which is really confusing since Fast X, there'll be an X and a 3 in it, so you'll think, oh, X3, so it must be 13, 13. but it's, no, it's the 12th. And you're going to think of XXX, which had fucking Vin Diesel in it as well, <laughs> so it's just going to be confusing. Oh. And, uh, Was yes. that a trilogy, Triple X? I think so, yeah. Oh, God. Did you ever watch Riddick as well, Chronicles of Riddick? Yeah, that was. Pitch Black was good. Chronicles of Riddick's... Riddick was not good. No. And then they did the third one. Which was like pitch black again. Yeah. Can't remember what the third one was called. Is it just called Riddick? I think so, yeah. Do you know but what the plan was different? Instead of it having to be completely dark, it was always light. Yeah, it was, weird, it? It, weird was, it was twist. the opposite. But um, they were okay. Do you know what is a trilogy that we've not spoken about, which actually might be one of my favourite trilogies ever? The Blade trilogy. I knew you were going to bring Blade up. I think I, I've not. I think I've seen. I've only three. seen. I've seen them all, but so far apart and so long ago that I really. It's one of the ones I need to go back and read. Which, which, which is the one with Norman Reedus in? 
Oh, Trinity. So, yeah, the third one's the only one I've seen then. I think, yeah. I think it was on TV once. Blade, the first Blade film is sick. That yeah. is a movie. Like, it's <laughs> sick. Uh, Blade 2 is decent, and then Blade 3 is a, it's an alright like, little round off for it. It's not bad. It's like the Resident Evil films, if you get what I mean. It's yeah, like, yeah, Blade They has, start um, off really strong and then they finish alright. Blade right. has. It sort of started superhero movies up again, didn't it? There's all the X Men yeah. trilogies as well. Oh, there's, oh there's, God, the X-Men. I forgot see, again, that. Does that count as a trilogy? No, so I think that does because you've got the six main films that are split into two, two trilogies. So you've got X-Men, X-2, and then Last Stand, trilogy not... one. And then you've got... Oh, shit, there's got... four? Yeah. There's Apocalypse. four new one because there's... Uh, Dark Phoenix. There's First Class, Days of Future Past, Dark Phoenix. Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix is four, so that one doesn't really count. No, it's a trilogy. But there's and the then, there's the, the original one. And then you've got Wolverine. You've got yeah, the Wolverine. X-Men Origins Wolverine. X-Men, X-Men Origins Wolverine. The, the Wolverine. Fucking hell, Fast and Furious all over Too fast, too Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wolverine X. And, and then Deadpool. Weapon X, that would make sense. Logan? Logan, yeah, that's what I mean, Logan. Oh, Deadpool, yeah, Logan 3. Yeah. Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3 is going to have Hugh Jackman in it. Yeah, Deadpool 3 have will seen be. the... Um, He's not allowed to improvise on set. What? Who? Ryan Reynolds. He's not allowed to improvise. Is this, is this because of the writer's strike? Yeah, it's because there's a writer's strike on. He, if he improvises, it be... it's officially writing something and they've broken the strike. Yeah. So it What? So he can't improvise. He can only read what's been written for him. So don't film. It's filming in London right now, I think. That makes no fucking but sense. Then it's all, but then it's almost like, do we halt production? Yes. For, on cost, spend all that money halting production just to restart production again, or do we just do what we can do and then catch everything up and reshoot? The only thing I could, which they're going to do anyway. The only thing I could think he could do is because luckily he's like got a mask on. Is that you just do the film what you need to film, and then you just okay. Now we've got all the footage. We're not bringing out until why the strike stops because then we'll let you just do yeah. whatever you want because he might go. I've got a better line here. Go right. Yeah. We'll put a note yeah, yeah. Maybe is that's the only yeah, way like you could reshoots. do it. Maybe that's what you have yeah. to do reshoots, and the fact he wears a mask is a big issue. But then, as um, working class socialists that we are, the point of the strike is to make things uncomfortable and to put people into positions where they want to change. That's still either either scenario is uncomfortable here. Either totally halt production or that's film fair, it, film it, and then cause and going to cost them a lot of yeah money. or then doing reshoots to get these improv lines and it's going to cost either they'll, way they'll have already budgeted for reshoots there. they won't have budgeted for halted production because yeah. yeah. reshoots happen all the time it's mad that because like, I know Daredevil is just halted production they've just stopped they're not even bothering so I, don't, I can't imagine a Daredevil because of the being, strap yeah strike. I can't imagine Daredevil being like um, that being improv <laughs> do, do you know what I bet they're just doing like pick up shots hmm I bet yeah, there's a bit in London and they're just and... getting establishing shots of, of them. Because Ryan Reynolds Seth is in unit. Britain all the fucking time. So yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't have to be here right now. There's um, Wrexham in it. Your man's buying a house 20 miles away. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's buying a house near Wrexham. And it's like, it's 20 minutes to Wrexham from here. It's not far. You can recommend it's some good shades to Wrexham from here. It's about 35. It's, it's, it's long, isn't it? An hour. I remember. It's an hour. I remember I, going to see Everton v uh, Wrexham v Everton, and my dad taking me. And I remember it felt like fucking forever. Uh, and I was I was only eight, so your concept of that was that will have been from Ormskirk, though, not from Liverpool. Uh, my yeah, only basis of it is I go to Ellesmere Port a lot. It takes me thirty-five minutes to get to Ellesmere Port, and the next exit after Ellesmere Port is Wrexham. Let's have a look. So that's what I was basing it off. Yeah, of, but I it could, might not it could be just that, be a long so fucking way. From right here, I'm gonna say it's forty minutes. 
From right here. 50. Just to give it some basis. 56. 56. From, from a, from a so that's a bit house. different than 20 minutes. Yeah, fair enough. He's an hour away. Minutes, yeah. Call it a straight hour. But either way, it's close. Yeah, it's not far away. Um, yeah, to be a, um, to be fair, he's gone from living an entirely different country. Yeah. So he's an hour down the road. I think he's getting a house in Chester. Do you, can, do you know if it's red? Because if not, you know a good painter. I do know a good painter. <laughs> and you can, yeah, do you want to live in a red house? <laughs> oh, Hagrid in the big red house. Oh, <laughs> um, I think we'll round off just by reaffirming. I think, I know we've talked about them, but has this changed any of our minds on what our favourite trilogy is? Nope. I'm going to take out Indiana Jones. Oh, there we go. Because I... Because take out the people who keep writing Indiana Jones I as well. do think that... Um, to be a perfect trilogy, mm. there does have to be three or another trilogy. Do you not, do you not want the loophole it? of the first two were made at around about the same time within this My six or seven years? I, one I forgot to say yeah. this. I think it's a big gap between the second and the third. You know, I think there's a massive gap of about five to six well. years. I yeah, I, I don't. I, it's a massive gap, and between between Crusaders and the Last Crusade and Kingdom. Um, yeah, it's like no, no. Oh, well, yeah, I know that's like years, twenty years. But have a look. I feel uh, Lost Ark was eighty one. Yeah. Temple of Doom was eighty four, and then yeah, it was five years, eighty nine. Last Crusade. Mm, it's up to you. Isn't that? It isn't that long. long. Five. It's literally what we've just been um, between Spider Verse. But then. And then nineteen what? seventeen years. I can't do the maths. Can't be bothered. Um, for for what two thousand six? What year? Two thousand eight. Okay, mad little fact for you here. Mm-hmm. Um, based on my age, no fuck off. I was eleven yeah. when that came out. I was not that familiar with Indiana Jones. I knew Indiana Jones, but not like I do now, where it's like a perfect trilogy. Mm-hmm. So a new one coming out didn't seem weird to me at the time. Mm. No, like I was like, well, like, there's three and there's a fourth one coming out, and I went and saw it, and I remember thinking. They're going downhill. I don't think they'll make another one. <laughs> my auntie who I was with was like, I'm surprised they made this one, to be honest. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably Lord of the Rings. Ah. Um, but Back to, because... Back to the Future is... The, the way we spoke about Back to the Future is probably my second favourite trilogy. Does that mean, though, if, and there are rumblings, there is a, another Back to the Future No, trilogy? it won't happen. Can't happen. It cannot happen. The, the Zemeckis' own... Well, there was a, well, there was a, there was a Telltale it. video game. There was a um, which they, they licensed. So, so d- does that mean that that's the fourth story? No, because that the, 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 the there video was a game, cartoon. The video game, the video game, the Doctor Adventures afterwards. Right, so the video game is literally <laughs> just no. You haven't jade me. The video game is of the film. It's just a retelling of the film. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Um, the the cartoon, the cartoon adventures afterwards. Cartoon is so loosely based. It's 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 like saying the Ace Ventura cartoon or the Mass cartoon is a sequel. Or it's Indiana not, Jones: The Temple of Doom. It's based on it's based on the the source work, but not with it. If you want to uh, actually, if you want the official yes. sequel, the official sequel to Back to the Futures, the fourth one is you can pick up the Back to the Future comic, which was written by the Zemeckis' about 10 years ago. Well, that we can, it's not um, isn't it? No. And it is a prequel comic, so it shows how Doc and Marty met, which is quite interesting, and it's quite good. And one trilogy we have missed out, which technically happens, technically, because it's set in the same universe, is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 1 and 2, and then 
Hey, one of find there are four Ghostbusters films. No, that is not set in the Oof. universe of Ghostbusters. That is in the multiverse. Why is it, how do I know? Aren't they copying the original Ghostbusters, innit? Am I wrong in thinking that? No, does, doesn't no. one of them play a character in it? But all a all the Ghostbusters, apart from Egon, because he was dead, come back as different characters. Oh, no, so I, don't, I don't mean characters. in the new Ghostbusters. I mean in the female reboot. Yeah, the female yeah, reboot. So the female yeah. reboot. That the original actors are in it, but playing different characters. Yeah. It's, oh, that's fucking stupid. It's set in a different universe. It's not our universe. Because, in fact, the trailer, when you watch the trailer, it says, it says the first trailer says something like, on our world, four doctors came together and saved our universe in this world. And then people were kicking off because they went, no, they never. Three were doctors. Yeah. One was a hired gun. So that's how people going nuts then. But no, the latest one that is set in the Ghostbusters world, they show up. And it's all based around Egon. So that is a... You know what? That's a fucking good trilogy. For me, anyway. And I know you might not the, be that bothered. I was, while, while you were talking then, and we were talking about... The, and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain my... I enjoy it. My, my brain. We were talking about the female reboot of Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I was like, they've done that for something else. They've done that for the Oceans films, because they did Oceans Oh, they did, yeah. Oceans. Oceans, the, the, uh, Oceans uh, 11, 12, and 13 yeah. are good films. I remember... I always enjoyed trilogy. Oceans 11... Didn't they jump the shark in Ocean's 13 when... 13 is nowhere near as good isn't, as... Isn't it where the... 12. Doesn't Sam... Isn't, who's the lady? Is it Sandra Bullock? In, in yeah. the female reboot. I'm no. Sure it's Ocean's 8, isn't it? it Ocean's 8, yeah. No, in, in Ocean's 11, who's... Uh, it George Clooney's interest? It's... Is it the what, Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock, isn't it? Because I think it's Sandra that's Bullock. why it's called Ocean's 8, because it's his ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in Ocean's 13... They sneak into somewhere because they go. He goes, you know who you're kind of a lot like of, and you get it all the time. And she plays herself oh, she... playing Sandra Bullock. That's funny. Do you not remember that? I it's a stupid point in the film. She, but they, they, and they get Sandra Bullock to play herself as well. So you got Sandra Bullock playing Sandra Bullock, and Sandra Bullock playing an actor playing Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and Jesus. they kind Sorry. of like have to. She has to get past her. And make out that no, I'm I'm Sandra Bullock. Let us all into this. Year. It's terrible. Ocean's Thirteen. No, that's the ruiner. It's like that thing in the Harry way Potter. That. It sounds incredible. Though. Where it's um, Helena Bonham Carter acting as Emma Watson, acting as Helena Bonham Carter, acting as yeah, 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 yeah. Stranger. Oh. <laughs> well, that would just go into the face-off realms of territory here. Um, so you you're sticking with Lord of the Rings. Lord you, of the Rings. I'm, I'm probably sticking with Lord of the Rings as well. Lord of the although Rings. I will I will also say Back to the Future is the second best. But I would like from to, what I can remember, anyway. um, give a nod to the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy because yeah. it is damn near perfect. Yeah, yeah, it is damn near perfect, and that's what made really kind of inspired this entire podcast. Um, what did you think? Tell us obviously by emailing us at talkingofukgmail.com. We've probably missed out some trilogies somewhere, so it'll be interesting to see people like, oh, what about this? Or, oh, what about <laughs> that? I mean, get on your keyboards. Yeah, come on, Warrior, or Warrior up and tell us, speak to us. Um, don't forget to say, check out www.talknerdy.uk. Don't forget to, like, oh, I don't know the fucking emails. That's it, really. It's been a long one. Um, but, <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it. I've been Jay. I've been Hagrid. I've been Pete. And we've been talking nerdy. Keep, Keep talking, talking nerdy! nerdy. Woo! <laughs>